From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny and straight up ridiculous. Told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own. We make no apologies. What up? <laughs> What's up, y'all? Happy Sunday. Welcome to another episode of the District of Misfits show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. The podcast for the rest of us. I am your boy, Crushing Boo, here with my cohorts, Marcus, Val, and Jamie. And uh, we appreciate you all joining us. And if you can, take this opportunity to call your friends, call your neighbors, call your cousins, call your frenemies, and have them like and share us on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms on Facebook and Instagram. We are the District of Misfits. On Twitter, we are at DC Misfits. And on YouTube, you can subscribe to our channel where you can find this episode and previous episodes as well as other podcast content produced by District Dogface Studios. And on Twitch, we are District of Misfits. And you can go to crushingdc.com Support us and purchase some of our gear. And if you are interested in being a guest on this show, or if you'd like to create a podcast of your own and would look and are looking for some assistance, you can reach out to us at the district of misfit show at gmail.com. And I feel like I just did this call to action at super oh. rapid fire speed, <laughs> faster than Marcus's fingers can move. Uh, I don't know if his spectacles are maybe impeding his ability to it's, keep uh, up with it's me. A, um, it's a little different here. It's a little different, yeah. So, yeah. what's up, everybody? How's it going? It's going well, guys. Yeah. I'm having a great time, great time. Got my glasses on. I'm good to go. Hold on. Marcus, what do we have on the show this week? Sorry, I, got, I think I got bit. <laughs> <laughs> on this show, more shootings. The photography of Nick Moreland. Rest in peace, Velvet Lounge and Dodge City and racism in Alabama. Mm. Imagine that. Like, NDC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, NDC. Great. Yeah, so we are, uh, yeah, the action-packed show. Uh, I'm Crushing Boo. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes TikTok, at Crushing Boo on all those platforms. Get yourself some. And I am the Pasteurized Chef. Uh, on all platforms, and I live on TikTok. Those are facts. And I am on the Book of Faith uh, at Valerie Michelle Torres, Michelle with two L's, and on, what is it, Twitter and Instagram at VMTTC. Starting, starting, that, that vo- is that voice creeping back, Val? Is that, that voice is not going anywhere. I can't tell if, you, if you've I'm got it. sure. I feel like I'm stuck with this forever. I think I like. Yeah, like permanent rest. Jamie, Jamie, where are you? Where are you at? Where, where can you be found? Uh, um, James Roderick on Facebook lives infamously on Instagram and Bar Simpson on the Twitterscapes. Boom, boom, like that. Nice and concise. Right on. Um. Well, shit, man. This is moving at like light speed. This is almost, this is almost a little Rocket too efficient. Speed, right. Uh, right? Let's uh fuck it. Let's just go ahead and dive right into safe words. I'm gonna go ahead and shout mine out before I forget. My safe word this week is swole. 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 Yeah. Han Swolo. 
Han Swolo. <laughs> <you will>. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? What's your safe word? Not that you're going to use it. Oh, <laughs> man. Cactus. Cactus, okay. <laughs> Val, right how about on. you? Mine is grapefruit. Grapefruit, grapefruit. okay. Yo, mm. all right, Marcus, what's yours? Again, a formality, but. Basil. Basil. <laughs> I, I believe, just bought some basil. I believe, <laughs> the British, I believe the British call it basil. Basil. Which so I know Marcus. It's really annoying. He's like, basil? I say basil all the time. Do you say basil for real? All the time. Like, like, annoying. like what's that shit? It's like a t- tomato, tomato, that whole thing or whatever. No, like, I'm going to tell you right now, if someone ever said tomato to me, put your fucking hands up. Like, <laughs> I mean, if, you don't, if you're not saying it with a British accent, we got problems. Because I feel like that's where, that, that's where that's happening. But honestly, the tomato. best thing that they got going on is aluminium. 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 The first time I heard aluminium, aluminium, I was like, all right, Brits, I see what, you, I see what you're about. Or they, no. call, they call eggplants aubergine. They call them what? Aubergine. That is the best dick print emoji of all time. Aubergine. I'm <laughs> just sending these aubergines. <laughs> My aubergine Yo. is all through the motherfucking cloud. <laughs> uh, quick shout out to Michael and Tony and, of course, the gay and Boris in the chat room. Welcome. Spread the word. Spread the gospel. Uh, y'all, um, Tony is my college classmate. He's in Boston. Say hi, Tony. What up, Tony? <laughs> also, wait, a customer asked this on Friday. They said, who's the gay we keep talking about? It's not an actual homosexual. It's just someone with the last <laughs> name gay. Yes, her. So yes, for her. people who are watching right now who have no idea, it's Megan Gay. Context matters. We're not sure. You context know, people matters. To, context I mean, I don't know matters. if anyone would try to cancel us over that because we've done way worse so shit on this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> but just in case you get your fucking panties in a knot, we we do have a gay on the squad. Y'all, There's I'm, enough I'm, footage I'm of me hot. dripping random. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Follow Michael. I'm, uh, ha- I'm having a hard time looking at the screen, and Marcus is fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I want to juggle them like some titties. Is that just me? <laughs> Wait, like, just, just like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Like, they're not the funnest oh. titties. They're more like egg yolk hanging from a it's nail like titties, a, but like it's, it's like, still fun. It's like an Instagram filter gone horribly wrong. Like the black, right. like they're trying to. But can you actually back. see through them, like out of those? Like, yeah, unless this one's like in my. Oh, shit. I mean, mm. like, I've had some sunglasses that definitely had some more fashion over function type situations. I'm looking for. So, I'm like, the people's get in the way, Marcus? The little black circles? It, yeah, if I look down. Yeah, when I look down, it does. Like, I can't I see the. 15 minutes. I, I can't see my microphone. <laughs> it's that long phallic thing in your face. You don't have to see it. You just gotta open your mouth and use it. It's got a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, Megan. Your dad's first name is Royal. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Gay. <laughs> That's amazing. That is the best gay joke that no one had to make of all time. And then it was rope, rope of black right here. Just, oh, I figure if we're if we're doing this, let's 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 do this. Speaking of sunglasses that look way better than they're actually functional, Megan, we need is... to have your dad on the show. We need Royal on the show. Royal, Royal gay, gay on the show. 
Fuck yes. yeah, dude. <laughs> what, does Royal Gay do? what does Royal Gay do for a living? What does Royal Gay do for entertainment? That's what I'm Gay's royally. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he does, though? That's the thing. What do you think he does? He's a secret I'm agent. Not make any ass- I'm not going to make any assumptions right there because Royal Gay I'm, is like, I'm there's a man right now trying to get his name changed to that. Like, I'm imagining <laughs> some, some Kingsman type situation where, you know, he's all in a suit. Looking all prim and proper, but just fucking shit up, you know. I, think I feel a, like he, I feel like H- he hunts giants. No, I he think he's an H- giants. giants. Like hunts hunts giants, like some weird ass British style shit. You know what I mean? Like just belongs to the Ark of the Covenant giant seekers or whatever of, of Worcestershire fuckland, England, and he's just <laughs> out there on the field. <laughs> no, I think he's the part fuck of- out of giants and shit. That or he's know- a taxidermist. I'm going boring. Oh, I, I, think he, I think he's an HR guy. I think he does HR. He's either a giant killer or he stuffs dead animals. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, or maybe he does both. Maybe he gets the giants and he stuffs them. With his Megan, don't game. answer the question yet. With we this, were having a lot of fun with this. He stuff, he Megan's like, I'm not bringing my dad anywhere near this show. He, right. he stuffs him with his royal gayness. Swole. So small. Slow Grapefruit. Grapefruit. So small. All right. So, Marcus, uh, we have a we have a guest tonight. We do. You want to tell everybody a little little something something about it. Do we bring him? Should we bring him on now or bring him on? Where, what are we in? What? Wow, yeah, it's a little we're, bit early. We're moving really fucking fast. <laughs> really fast. Should we just should we uh should we talk about our weeks? Yes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about our weeks, and then we'll bring we'll bring him in. Who wants to go first? Val's got a couple good stories. Go for it, Val. Uh, Tell us about life down by the on. river. Let me think. Uh, what you want to do? Robbery. So, yeah. So I I walked into work on Saturday, Marcus. I sent you that picture. Maybe you could pull it up. Yeah, give um, me a second. I walked into work on Saturday. So the the now, mind you, the outside bar is not like super secure. I mean, it's it's covered by a tarp that's also just like ripped up. Like, I mean, there's like some locks around it, but I mean, it's it's torn in a bunch of places. Um, we've been trying to, you know, I guess like the, um, somebody had ordered a tarp like before we o- reopened again and it just has been back ordered for many months uh, to get a new tarp. So we've been trying to, um, do things like we we got locks for each individual cooler. The the rails there are five rails behind the bar, and like there are these like big silver contraptions that we put on them, and then we lock it up. Some dude who's like who, um, I mean, I want to say he walks up and down. This the, is the picture the of all it. the time. So we unco we uncover the fucking tarp. It's me and I have one one bar back pull it over open we're like holy fuck so as you can see on the right there's that that metal thing that's locked up and like you know like so the the booze is locked up pretty securely and uh and this dude like rips it off like just ripped it and then pulled out the booze on the upper in the upper um rail and then the rest of it just like it was broken it was a fucking mess you know we normally it I want to say it normally takes me and Bo's maybe like 20 minutes to set up the bar outside. Not very long, you know. 
And I mean, it just, it just fucked our, our time, you know, our, our schedule because we spent probably 45 minutes first just cleaning that shit up and then trying right. to figure out like how we were going to like Jimmy it off so that we could like put it back on, you know? And I mean, you, you had know, to props- break it. To, you had to break it to fix it. Yeah. So it was like, we pulled it apart so that we could pull it off so that both like, he literally like, just, <laughs> he, he just, we just, we, we just secured it back in. He just drilled new holes into the cooler to to secure it. I mean, Bose is the best. He's only he's only been there for like a month and a half. So this dude, real quick, I'm gonna talk about him because I love him. He just started, never worked in a bar before. Really, not really. He used to work he used to play on the practice squad for the Ravens. And uh I mean he's this fit dude and you know, young, like, you know, full of energy, super positive. Um while he was playing for the Ravens, he got diagnosed with with leukemia. So he had mm. to stop. But That's like awesome. he's he's still so positive. Like he's like he does not fit in at Knicks at all because everybody's so like <laughs> fucking. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's so like angry and fucking bitter, bitter and just like ruined by life. And he's just still like you know he's he's the best. Wait, I love I'm him. sorry, Val. Are they working Friday night, Saturday double, and Sundays inside too? No. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. Hashtag. No. Hashtag, we see you, Dennis. <laughs> we fucking see you, though. I oh, hope he no. watches this show one day. He'll never watch he, the show. He doesn't. But... He doesn't. He has no clue. He does not, bro. Just know, Dennis, you have an anti-fan club. <laughs> Although, Can I say someone, how happy I like... am that Boo took those fucking glasses off? Because I was like, this man's like a pimp from the year 3000. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like, no, I'm I know you was an hour, too. Right. I know you weren't like looking me in the eyes and shit, but like I kept looking your way just in case you might pop off on a nigga. You know what I mean? Like just because he was like, <laughs> free the Val, <laughs> free the Bambi. <laughs> oh so another just real quick funny thing. So um, on Wednesday was it Wednesday? We went to the pool. So yeah. Wednesday, my friend Kelly Joe. Um, she was on staycation this week. Her friend was in from out of town from Boston. So they stayed at um, a hotel and, in DC. And I went to meet her on, on Wednesday just to you know go to the pool. They were going to go to the pool. I, li- I walk in and at, I mean, not like two seconds after I walk into the pool area and I see one of my very good friends I've known for like 20 something years, my friend Polly. He's walking by. He's the food and beverage director at this pool now at the hotel and i was like what's up paulie and he's like hey val and they were just laughing they were like what's up like val how do you know him and paul's like paulie's like i mean it's val val knows everybody <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, I mean he's not oh, wrong <laughs> yeah that was a good time man that was a good you time know. and paulie is the best like i he's worked at a bunch of different places we were joking around that like you know i i would go to wherever he goes i follow him and like i you know i i Always try and support hey, him. What's, what's up, up bro? <laughs> what's up, bro? Shout out to Derek and Oliver too in the chats. What's up, y'all? Um, so uh, I probably out. have at least like a dozen pictures of Polly behind the bar and me like sitting at the bar, like, hey, <laughs> you know. I love Polly. What's up, Polly? Anyway, that that was my week. That was your week. That was a long ass fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was more. <laughs> 
You know, Boo and I also went tubing, but we don't need to bore everybody with this. We, uh, Val and I spent, I spent a lot of time in my car and on and in water this past week. <laughs> like, I feel like if I wasn't driving, I was either on a river or in a pool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that not a bad, not a bad way to spend the week. Um, I got to see some of my union brothers, sisters, cousins, and kin this week too. Shout out to local 22. Yeah. How's your week, man? How's your week turning out? So it's a it's a good sign when all of a sudden the 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 work the you know the work is starting to trickle, it's starting to trickle back. And so I don't want to I don't want to jinx things and talk too much. Um, but uh, as much as I've enjoyed my delivery gig, I look forward to the day when that is literally just something I can do because I want to and not because I feel like I have to. Like um, going to deliver in Della what? Della who? <laughs> but um yeah and i mean it's just nice to like you know it'll be nice to not have to get an oil change every six weeks because it is kicking the shit it's kicking the shit out of my car it really is i'm averaging 200 miles every every shift really oh my god oh yeah yeah and i'm dropping about a buck to a buck 50 in gas it's almost it's like it's almost not worth it, right? You need yeah, a Prius. I mean, if I, mean, if, I, <laughs> if, I, if, I if I wasn't sure. an alcoholic, it'd probably you know be better. <laughs> but like everything I do, just kind of brings it back to so. But uh, you know, again, this this whole situation, hopefully in the fall, will will improve. Hopefully, these unvaccinated fuck stains won't send us into another shutdown. Which honestly, I don't think no matter no matter how bad shit gets. Uh, I do not believe that we're going to have another shutdown. Capitalism. Will oh, not allow I it. mean, finger machine. I'm not. I'm not crossing oh. my fingers because money, money, dude, money. This we, we already suffered for a year and some change. People are just gonna roll the fucking dice now, and like it's just right. roll it, roll you know? the fuck out of it. I mean, look, the story I'm going to talk about is going to be about the government of Alabama, and just, just yeah, we'll talk about that later. But I don't see a shutdown happening, but I can definitely see our hours getting rolled back together. I see restrictions. So I see so, restrictions and I see masks coming back. See masks. Oh yeah, back. yeah, and I see a lot of people freaking out and acting like bitches because they don't want to wear a mask. Right. Like it's right. just like, I, and here's what I think sucks is that like, if you. It's all right. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your fucking choice. Right. But don't get, don't not get vaccinated and then be an indignant fucking shit about it. Like, you know, if you, if you know now that you can't walk into a space without a fucking mask and you know, you're not fucking vaccinated, then don't be a cunt. Put on a fucking mask right. and keep it fucking. We're not talking, we're not talking about smart people though. These are the no, same oh, I know, vaccination I know. cards. I know, the same ones you can't you can't get fake papers to get in the United States, but you can get a fake vaccination card to get out of the United States. That's so you much fucking, fucking energy, prick. dude. Fucking, yeah. So yeah. much energy. So, so much energy. It's just like well, you fucking wait. asshole. So hold on. Speaking of speaking of COVID, Jamie, how was your week? <laughs> I had a COVID scare. Uh, came in from Sunday or whatever like that. Found out. Took a test. I'm good, ladies and gentlemen. I'm good. But, 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 but here's the thing though. When you get a COVID scare, every morning is a reason to taste and like lick things and smell random stuff. Cause it's not like that morning fart and being like, hold up, let me lift up this cover real quick. Oh, when you, <laughs> when you can't Dutch oven yourself, there's a problem. No, I'm like, hold on, wait, can I smell? Holy shit. Like, 
And as a I fat mean, man, I don't fart nicely. It don't it don't come out sweet. <laughs> never like a, I, I, like I a, do. It'd be like it'd be like. I do like, know someone. Uh, I do know someone whose partner. They're someone who's he he and his partner are vaccinated. His partner uh, just got it and has like lost yeah lost his fucking sense of taste and smell like over the last mm. week and so. You know, I came, yeah. I came out fine. I came out fine. But besides the point, I got a big flex for you motherfuckers out there right now. I got a motherfucking PlayStation 5, bitch. <laughs> Best COVID gift I ever gave myself the entire fucking dude, this, is, this dude is so funny because, like, he's like, I got a PS5. And then, like, a few minutes oh, later, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, it's a man with his priorities in order. Right. I wasn't expecting to die or whatever like that. Like, even when I called my parents, my dad was like, oh, all right, nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, you vaccinated, so you ain't going to die from it. You're just going to be unhappy for a day or two. Just be uncomfortable. Just you know, I mean, again, you know, the scariest part is just the little people, the little people right. and the old people. Mm, right. Yes. Well, so, we do real quick, I'm sorry, real quick, my friend Aaron, who's watching, Aaron Humphrey, who I love dearly, she's a captain of one of the fire um, medic um, stations here in D.C. Um, she just sent, from France, she sent this um, screenshot. So the, the president of, of France, President Macron, on vaccination requirements, he says, I no longer have any intention of sacrificing my life, my time, my freedom, and the adolescence of my daughters, as well as their right to study properly. For those who refuse to get vaccinated, this time, you stay home, not us. In France, who, those who do not get vaccinated will no longer be able to go to vet restaurants, cafes, cinemas, and museums and get on airplanes or trains. So these are all starting in di their different um, so time frames, July and August. And he says, alternatively, you will have to submit a negative test, which will no longer be free. So then now he's going to charge for them because... We cannot make those who have the civic sense to get vaccinated bear the burden of in inconvenience. The restrictions will weigh on others. Those who, for reasons incomprehensible in the country of Louis Pasteur, science and the Enlightenment still hesitate. He brought up still Pasteur, dude. use the only weapon available against the pandemic, the vaccine. I am aware of what I'm asking you, and I know that you're ready for this commitment. This is, in a sense, Part of your sense of duty. Yeah, but fucking she, hell yeah. You know where they're not gonna do that? In Here. Yeah, that'd be funny as shit. You're no, not personally. Could you imagine? Like, have you seen those videos of them saying you gotta get your kids vaccinated to go to public schools? The non-vaxxers, like the way they act the fuck up, like literally well, first throwing of all, stuff first of and all, shit. It's, it's only, like, wait, it's, wait, 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 wait. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. The way they act up in that particular situation is one thing. Could you imagine making these dumb fucking rednecks from Delaware? Where's that fucking place? Shit. I always forget where the fuck this motherfucker's from. Anyways, uh, all those fucking dumbasses were just like, I, you know what? Here we go. I'm not going to say my cousin's fucking name, but this is what this asshole said to me. I said, why didn't you get vaccinated? He said, I need to do more research. My response was, motherfucker, you never finished a puzzle on the back of a goddamn cereal box. But you're going to do some goddamn research. Out of fucking nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. He got his GED with a 65. Fuck you. Like, how the fuck <laughs> are you going to sit here in real life, yo, dumb, ignorant ass, because all of a sudden you got to do some research. 
Tell me how to fucking I gotta do more Do the whole, just research. get the whole fucking thing done. Get the shit fucking, I gotta, I gotta do more fucking research. I gotta right, go down. Me a with who? Louis Pasteur? With who? With what? <laughs> On Google? <laughs> oh, shit. Marcus got some people in the chat, dude. Oh, yeah, Norman, people in the chat, Norman. they're not having it. They're not having <laughs> it. I'm I said you know right what now. I said about Wilmington, though. I'm not going to lie. fucked it up. <laughs> All right, here we go. We do have a TikTok on this topic, so I'm going to go ahead and play it from a doctor. On really Delaware? No, on, no. My, my <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> this is a Delaware TikTok? Dude, it's just Delaware TikTok. I bet you that rabbit hole is interesting as fuck. <laughs> All right, I think Val sent this to us, so let's go with it. From the ER, you should get vaccinated. Oh, I see. Yes, I of course, this. you can still get COVID-19 even if you're vaccinated. The same way you can still get pregnant if you use birth control, and the same way you can still die from a car accident if you use a seatbelt. But that doesn't mean you're not going to use the birth control or the seatbelt. The vaccine is not a cure, motherfuckers. It is a layer <laughs> of protection, up to 95%. 95% is not 100%. They've been telling you this since day one. You can still get COVID-19 even if you're vaccinated. We didn't kill the virus. It's still very much there. But the vaccine helps protect you from developing severe symptoms from the virus. So you don't die. It also reduces the risk of you spreading the virus. So other people don't die. Did you think about that? Of course not, you selfish fuck. There are people <laughs> around the world who would give up their left nut for a vaccine shot. And you're worried that it's some government scheme to microchip and track you? They're tracking you through your phones, motherfuckers. Get your <laughs> vaccine shots. Another thing I've told all my fucking cousins, you have a phone, a fucking Facebook account and Instagram, but all of a sudden you don't want nobody to track you and shit like right, that. And, like, and, and, and to the people that are like, uh, oh, being tracked, guess what, motherfucker? You're not that fucking interesting. Important. Nobody likes the government much. does not give a flying shit what the fuck you're doing. Marcus, As can you corporations corporations, on the other hand, are all about what the fuck you got going on here. But nine times out of 10, unless you're like talking some spicy shit about trying to overthrow some shit. Uncle Sam ain't paying attention to you, Even bro. then, like, they don't give a shit. Clearly, that happened on January. Especially that, like, you know, you fucking... They don't wild. care. You can get pretty wild, depending on, depending on your... You can get pretty wild, you know what I'm saying, before the government decides to, like, come after you. So, right. yeah. Right, uh, matter, Marcus, bro. can it's you... Not like, it's not you, like yeah, buying some weed from somebody. Um, can you share the link to that TikTok? Uh, Derek would like to share it himself as well. Oh, that, well, that's all. Well, that's I follow that guy. That is so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus, oh, tell us just, what Never you got to tell us how your week is, and then we got to bring we got to bring Nick on. Well, my week sucked. I didn't do anything. I slept. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> I wish I had slept. I did. Cool. <laughs> I took all a right. few. I took some naps. I took a lot of naps. I mean, I lived, I lived the life of the nap. I felt like my nighttime sleep was also a nap. <laughs> like yeah. You ever look five, down at your phone? Three or four hour naps. You ever look down at your phone and catch one of them like, like, like news messages? We all have iPhones except for Marcus's dumbass. No, yeah, and, I, don't, uh, I don't either. No, yeah, we're 50 50 split here. Yep. Oh, man. So there's two dumbasses. Cool. Uh, mm -hmm. United Airlines evacuates plane ready for takeoff after multiple passengers received an ominous text message. Define ominous. 
Like I didn't read the whole fucking article. It just popped up on my phone. This shit just keeps happening. It'd be something we'll so it. good, and then I'll read it. I'll read it, and the ominous text message will be like, "Fuck I you." See you. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been That's fished. Shit. Right, some shit. Some shit. My dad would send me like just, yeah. just... <laughs> something about like that my grandma sends me about like the holy Jesus and stuff. Oh Lord! You asked for it, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> a right, teenager um... sent a picture of an airsoft gun through uh, airdrop, and it went to a bunch of fucking uh, people on the flight, and they made everyone get off the fucking flight. What? He sent a picture of what? An airsoft gun, an airdrop to everyone who had an iPhone on the phone on a plane. Oh my god, dude! I just sorry, I don't know why, but I was just like, what if it was like a dick pic? What if he just airdropped a dick pic to everyone on the fucking plane? So I when, I was at, when I was working at Wonderland, we had the iPad fucking screens. People would send us dick pics all the so fucking time. All you non-iPhone like you, people. Thanks, thank you, Bill. For all you non-iPhone people, there's a thing with the iPhone called an airdrop where you could literally take something that you want to share with somebody and you could air it'll your phone will read and detect every other iPhone in the vicinity and you will have the option to airdrop it to anybody who pops up on 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 the airdrop list. So, I mean, you literally could send shit to a total fucking stranger that's in the opposite at the opposite end of the bar. Uh, just because because they got an iPhone, so that sounds horrible. Oh, sorry, yeah, with what Megan said, yeah. If you have your contact restrictions turned off, which most people do, because they don't think that deep, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't think that far. So, like, that seems kind of culty. It seems kind of culty. Culty. I, mean, just like, I don't know. Having you can, a like, having, do a, all that stuff, having like, a phone, having a phone that the government can crack at a whim. That seems kind of culty. Like, I mean, wow. I like I, lo- I love my privacy, and Apple Apple was like, guess what, government, you can have all you have all you could run backwards through a whole field of ease before we let you into a fucking iPhone. So shout out to shout out to the Apple people. I will give them props on that. I, I did appreciate they, them telling the government to go fuck themselves. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> oh damn, you're right. You know. <laughs> You're right. No, I. This is never. Am I ever endorsing sending dick pics? All right. Like, (laughs) let me rephrase that. Never am I ever endorsing sending unsolicited dick pics. They're still ugly, even if they are. Oh, I mean, you know, you. I'm not going to argue with you there. Not my. Not my cup of tea. Not. Not. Not not my. Not my flavor of Kool Aid. (laughs) It's kind of salty, probably. Marcus, great Let's bring in my great, great friend. My oh, not you. Why didn't bring you on? <laughs> Jamie popped back in. Nick oh, Moore. Marcus. Oh, Marcus. Hey, hello. Greetings, greetings. How we doing? How's everyone? We're doing, doing good. Just talking about dick pics here on the side. Okay. Wait, I what was the eggplant called again? What was the eggplant called again? Aubergine. What? Yo, the French got some weird ass words. Like the the French word for squirrel is like super fucked up. It's like something like that. Marcus, Bing, Bing that shit. Bing, Bing the French word for squirrel. What time? What's a timestamp on that? 
Yeah. I got to take my glasses off for this shit. Yeah, it's yeah. The French word for squirrel is wild. I don't even. You, Aaron, Aaron speaks French. Aaron, what is the French word for squirrel? We can't hear him. I just want to hear Marcus try to butcher it. No, I totally butcher. Oh no! <laughs> I'm just waiting for Marcus to go. Oh, and that's it. Like, so, anyways, um, Nick, welcome to the show. For those of you who do not know, Nick is an extremely talented photographer. Uh, from around the way, born in Providence Hospital, where my oh, daughter, yeah. my honey badger Isabella was born. All right, like, all right. Yo, man, like th- that's DC as fuck, bro. Like <laughs> Providence Hospital, dude, Northeast representing. So, um, how you been, man? Tell us, uh, tell us what's what what you've been up to. How how how's how's life post lockdown for you? How was life pre lockdown? Like, tell us, give us. Well, give us you know, saga. pre. Pre-lockdown, I don't think you could have a, a bigger kind of roller coaster than what I did. Because I went on tour for two weeks uh, with like an artist commune that was traveling in like 1970s highway passenger buses from like Waldorf, Maryland, all the way to Sedona and the desert with uh, an original member of the Last Poets and a member of uh, the Sierra Leone Refugee All-Stars. And it basically was like these kind of characters. Uh, and I basically got paid, yep. That's um, David Nelson from the uh, uh, from the Last Poets, like like an OG member, because they had a couple you know, different uh, groups of people that kind of made up the Last Poets over the years. Um, but I did that for two weeks, and that was from March first to like March sixteenth. So if you think about the time frame of like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying March first to March sixteenth, yeah. I was like in it, like on the road, like and in real time, things was shutting down as we were going further south. So um, that's kind of what I was doing before. I was like, oh man, I got in the touring uh, kind of circuit. I'm gonna start doing these crazy like documentary jobs where I can just travel and uh, take photos and live on the road and uh, you know do what I love and just capture stories. Like um, to like, oh my god, I've, every gig I I booked for the next like three months is gone. Uh, coming back home and like thinking what I'm going to do was kind of turning to be like live streaming. Um, and then, uh, I, you know, I kind of got into the live stream world, uh, during COVID, um, I put on like 15, um, live stream concerts inside of a record shop on Kennedy street, try to have it kind of reflect the music of DC. So we had jazz, funk, go-go, even, uh, dudes from Ecuador, oh, Bolivia. I know that um, cat on the keys. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That, that that guy uh, he jams with Monday, the Hondo or Quezzy, uh, Quezzy, and okay. um, but the Hondo gets down with uh with I mean the Hondo's like a, he gets down with everybody. Member, he's a member <laughs> of the Mighty Trouble Threat uh, along with like a million other bands. Like, Is he really? No oh, he played he played the um, he played the show with DC. There he is. Here's a funny here's a funny story about the Hondo, and I know uh, Jamie mentioned the Wonderland. I played in a in a band with the Hondo, and we played the Wonderland every Monday for over a year upstairs. Uh, the Hondo was was holding down the bass, and I was playing guitar in that group. So it's a little DC kind of small circle. He's like the best. He's yeah. one of the best hired guns out there, man. Like we needed a keyboard player, and he was like, "I got you." So is yeah. he is right he officially in. in any band, or does he just play with every band in DC? He's 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 a type no of keyboardist. Yeah. 
Go ahead, Nick. No, I was like, no, just nomad style keyboards. I mean, he plays yeah. guitar, bass, keyboards, drums. I'm not hating. That's dope as shit. Like, Look, yeah. he does it all. He does. He does it all. Like, right. I, you shake I, his I, hand. I, it's like a crocodile, man. Ever, I was getting ready. I was, was getting ready. I've been curious to know what I was getting ready to say that doesn't play. Uh, you know, like what don't you play to Honda? Like he he <laughs> he about that life. Yeah, with oh. his money. So wait, um, what was the what was the record shop you said? So it's called um, HR Records. Um, okay. And I, I don't work there anymore. Um, I, you know, the jobs kind of came back once the restrictions um, kind of eased up. So now I'm back on the full time. Look at his eye, man. I, I, I love, I love that face, dude. This guy was like curling his lips up and like kind of twitching and, and going in these crazy uh, uh, kind of contortions when he was playing. He was kind of like in ecstasy, like he's it's having like so full, much fun. Like a full body drummer. Yeah, but he had this hat on. And I just wanted to get his eye, and it took me so long to get his eye in the shot. So, how yeah, many but, damn pictures did you take to get that eye? Uh, I mean, maybe like maybe twenty. I mean, that's not. But bad. uh, man, like so the record shop, uh, they got a sponsorship by like Verizon, uh, and all this equipment showed up, soundboard, uh, lights, everything, and then the owner was like, "Hey, uh, let's do some live stream concerts in here," and that's how it started. And then since I was kind of connected in the music world. Um, I had people there, you know, Friday nights was normally nights that they'd be gigging. Everything was shut down. So now all these amazing bands were available and they had nothing to do on Friday. So it was like a unique kind of window of time where I don't think you could do that now because all those guys are, are gigging. So it was like, um, and, you know, a lot of them don't play for free. So it was kind of uh, the, the perfect kind of storm to get this. Uh, caliber of, of music in there, um, you know, out of the love of it on Friday night at like nine from nine to midnight. So, uh, awesome. And where were you streaming that from? That was just uh, on Instagram uh, for, uh, for the HR Records page. Yeah. Um, but they had a uh, they had like a sponsorship with like WeBridge. I think it's like the Washington Informer, like WeBridge, like. Um, whatever that entity is, and um, basically gave them content too um, in exchange for the equipment. But it was kind of crazy because I, you know, I'd work at the record shop, I'd get off of my shift, I would set up uh, the mixing board, uh, you know, I would mic all the, the drum kits, all the instruments, I would do lighting, I would do the production and the photography. So it was kind of like an all hands on deck, like kind of project. Um, yeah. And, you know, that was for maybe like, Maybe five months, four months. So. I mean, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty cool gig to have. I mean, to watch live music. At least you were out doing something on a Friday night. Yeah. While the rest of us were watching you on a Friday night. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I'm hoping they can do another season. That basically. Do, yeah. Oh, they're gonna keep. That'd be really cool. I mean, I like anybody. I like the Tiny Desk concert. So anytime I see people doing, yeah, this, think, yeah, that uh, it reminded me a little uh, bit uh, of it. It was called the Tiny I, Stage hoping... Concert, so it was a, a, a take on uh, that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Like I, I feel like, I feel like there's still space for the streaming concert to, right. to you know, to to exist, you know, in the, in the post lockdown world. Yeah. You know, I think I think people are. are they're okay. They're accustomed. They understand. They're accustomed yeah, to it accustomed now. To it. Yeah. Right. I, I, don't I don't think want... versus. Is, I don't think versus is going to let up. Like. Why would you? Oh, yeah, no. It's, no, it's, it's awesome. fun as hell. I mean, watching, I just, watching Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat had me on the fucking floor. <laughs> like, nonstop. 
And the fact that Bobby Brown had to go to keep sweat and say, "Hey, are you all right?" Like, <laughs> that's, that's the real Thank shit. You. Like, are you all right? Like, Boo, where'd you get that shirt from? Aaron wants to know. Um, seven hundred years ago, <laughs> random closet, random girl. I, <laughs> I, 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 no, what? I ordered it online. And it shrank, and so I cut the sleeves off because that's what fat people do. When things get t- when things get tight. Mm-hmm. We, cut, we cut it up. We cut it up. We lose, we, we so again, like so, Aaron is a is a paramedic, so she's all about the medical, stuff. the anatomy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I was supposed to do this before we brought Nick on. Let me take a moment, real quick, to um, hit you guys with all the dirty details. If you right. are watching, listening, please take this opportunity to share with all of your peoples who you think may enjoy this show on Facebook and Instagram with the district of misfits show on Twitter. We are at DC misfits. You can also go to our YouTube channel to rewatch this episode as well as previous episodes and other podcast content created by district dog face studios. And Nick and is on that YouTube channel on a couple extra shows from the DC as fuck show from the oh, wonderful, yeah. fantastic oh, one love, massive t-shirt. Back in the day. Yes. Back in the day. And Mm. on on Twitch, we're District of Misfits. And you can go to crushingdc.com and purchase some gear and help us out there. Um, The struggle to update our shop continues. We'll keep you you (laughs) abreast. We're doing it. We're doing it. Of the situation. And if you want to be a guest on this show or interested in creating a podcast of your own, you can reach out to us at the district of misfits show at gmail.com. And on a whole nother note, real quick, and wrap this up. We're this close to being able to monetize what we're doing. So every time you watch an episode of the district of misfits show, you are helping us get that much closer to our goal. We're a few hundred viewing hours away from being able to make actually money. make some money off of doing this. Um, and once I get Jamie, once I get Jamie over here, we'll do this. Yeah. Oh, and, and hold eventually. That, hold on. That being said, I ordered a ten by six inflatable pool for your backyard in my radio. That's all. It's almost as big as our studio. That's all. <laughs> oh, how much? How much ranch is it going to take to fill that up? I have a Costco membership. Can, can we? Save hey, lives, I, I, I do too. I, but I don't think they sell them in buckets. That's the problem. Yeah, they do. Where do you think they sell? No, I like they don't. Uh, we'd have to go you. to Restaurant Depot. We got to bing that shit. We need to figure out where we can get a 55-gallon drum of ranch. <laughs> okay. Before I do that, this is how you say squirrel in French. Yeah. It's brutal. It is brutal. Here, hold up. Uh, actually, um, Marcus, can you pull up, pull up, <laughs> pull up, pull up the bingo card? Pull up the bingo card so we can right, Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me get back there. I have to... It sounds crazy in Spanish. In Spanish, it's just ardilla, like A R D I L L A, like ardilla. That's, that, that's squirrel. So that's that's squirrel. It's not squirrel. you know, it's not as intense as the French. You know? The French just. I got I mean, the French because that sound, it's that sound too. It's not just. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, she did man, like, it does exist. Fancy, yo. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the best is that the gay was like, "Oh, I just did this real quick at work. It might not be that great." Uh, what? Why have we so much what? better Wait, than I ever we anticipated? Need, we need a lick. We need Can a someone lick read this. these? Someone has to read this to the world because I saw a couple. I was like, "All right, bitch, 
Let's just... <laughs> All right, hold yeah, on. Yeah, pull it back up for a second, Marcus, and leave it oh up for, for a few minutes. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hello. Let's, let's... Let's let's come back to this. Let's go back to this. I want to I want to keep I want to keep it going with 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 Nick. Um, so you're doing the tiny stage concerts at at HR Records, and then that uh, that pass. You said uh, basically the lockdown ended, the job started coming back, things sort of kind of switched um, up. So what yeah. what was the next what was the next step for you? So. Let me tell you something about DC right here. So I, I was sitting there photographing tacos <laughs> on 14th Street. I meet this guy, <laughs> Ricardo uh, from Paraguay, right? He, uh, he has a video production company. I started up a conversation with him. You know, I started working with him that week. Like a couple weeks later, I get the keys to his 7,000 square foot warehouse in Fort Totten, uh, which has become my new studio. And it's an event space as well. Um, so I met this guy on the complete random, uh, joined his team and now like, uh, yeah, man, that's like a playground. It's like a photographer's dream in there. It's got that gritty, like 1980s wood paneling. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, All right. like we you're in the basement, in my basement yep. at my yep. parents' house. <laughs> yep. You know, like it's got the kind of crack, you know, floor tiles in there. And then it used to be like a school at one point. So this room was like filled with like ponies and like clowns and baseballs and stuff like that so it wasn't the clowns it was, it was just like like a fucking scene out of silent hill that he just described he was like it's kind of cool but you know there's like baseball horses pennywise like just all the stuff in the entire world i'm sitting there like you know when the sun goes down in that building, fuck that shit. Like, yeah, got uh, so big, dude. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, you know, so I don't know if, if you remember, uh, like, the old KFC Taco Bell at uh, Yo, South Dakota, it's South Dakota and Riggs. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a Chick Fil A now, but right to the left of that, <laughs> right to the left of that, right there's a uh, like a strip mall. Yeah, it's got, like. Troca insurance and some random stuff. It's the whole second floor of that strip mall is the warehouse. Oh, so I used um, to live in North Michigan Park, like right there. On yep, 11th, right down the street. Yep. 11th in South Dakota. So I know exactly where you're talking about. That's dope. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, um, I shot a couple album covers in there. Actually, uh, this guy, Grindstone, he wanted like a chalkboard and like an old school, like kind of setup. And he just walked into a room and they still had. Yep. So that's uh, yeah, the, we know, yeah, we know Derek. So that's the wood paneling uh, in there. Oh, uh, nice. So I've actually been using the, the wood paneling, and there's, like, cracked floor tiles, and then it has, like, a little uh, little breakout box, the, the circuit breaker box, and they picked up, like, 20 uh, couches and furniture for free from around the city. So we're basically, like, building little sets, like little movie sets and filming <laughs> music videos or doing, like, fashion or, like, album covers and it, it just setting them up. And then in the other room is, like, murals upon murals upon murals like it's just covered in graffiti uh and then there's like giant classrooms and then uh this dude uh black egyptian is his name he's been doing raves in there um but those are going to be over soon i'm trying to bring some music i'm trying to bring the funk the soul and the jazz in there so you know honestly i think this sounds like it might be an ideal location for maybe a that's podcast right. a podcast episode, right. you know, perhaps a little we, collaboration. You know, we need to get, you know, we need to get this show back out on the road. Like, yeah, we're, I mean, let's, we've let's been do doing it. this out of necessity, but we've all been itching to take it back to. I got you the know, keys, man. 
the the, the original format of us out, out blazing the trails and stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, get it. Talk about uh, this. Tell us about this. I gotta let right. I gotta right. let Petey out. So check that off on your bingo card. Right. <laughs> okay. Does that give you bingo, Megan? <laughs> yeah. So um, so the bus. So the way that came about, which I never thought, you know, that my photography would be on a bus. I guess when you, when you grow up in in the DC area, it's kind of like like an idea you might have, like, oh man, that'd be that'd be awesome. If I could get my my photo or my work on like on the X2 or the 90 or like the the L8 or the L2 or the B2 or any of the buses that I kind of grew up taking. And uh, Rhinestone hits me up. He's like, hey man, uh, I got a hotel room. Uh, you available tomorrow morning like eight? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, good. We're gonna take photos for the Metro bus, and then. Pinky, you know, it's in the room. That room is so small. Like, I could fit one light in there. It was like, yeah, it is fucking small, <laughs> completely Shit. tiny. So I was like, yo, you got to put the chair on the what? bed because oh, tell me. <laughs> uh, it's in, it's in a, it's in Southwest. It's kind of near, it's kind of near, um, like the like the waterfront, like the wharf, but it's like like Anthem uh, and all Yeah, but it's. I forget the name, but you know, Grindstone, he's, he's, he's hip to the hotel deals. If something's right. not booked by a certain time, the room is like $50 or like $20. So it was like a, like oh, a shit. crazy deal. And then we got the room and then, you know, I haven't seen Pinky in a while, but her grandmother actually used to live across the street from me uh, when I lived in Trinidad and I actually performed with her at the Wonderland ballroom like nine years ago, almost, almost, te- almost 10 years ago. Uh, she came through when we were playing and she came up on stage and just rocked like kind of, you know, off the head, kind of spontaneous, uh, you know, kind of hip hop and, and some singing or over like some funk and Latin kind of hip hop uh, instrumentals we're doing. So I imagine Pinky over you guys, that would have been pretty fucking fine. Yeah. That's so fucking, yeah. It, it was nice, you know, so it kind of, it kind of came full circle. It's like, you know, Grindstone and people like Pinky, the people that I was like meeting when I was first getting started on my journey. And it's awesome now to come full circle and now to have like them be like involved in one of the peak kind of moments, I think. Uh, right. In, in terms of, of what I've been doing the past, you know, five, six years. So it's, it's, it's really interesting how people from your past, uh, you know, re re-enter your life at a different phase. And then right. like the work well, that you do together. So it's like, we were talking about them earlier, Nick, like, uh, I mean, we were there at one of Mass's very first somewhat studio in the basement of Molly's house. You, me, That's and right. Deontay. And doing the box cutter thing there. And, you know, then we moved over to the T Street location, and we were all fresh. And then, like you are saying, Grindstone, Pinky, all of them were there in the beginning. Like yep. uh, Fleetwood, like, you know, Dior. And, like, everybody was there in the beginning. And it's funny. Malik. Malik, yeah, right. And then, uh, shit. I, I, we can probably name people for days because, like, you yeah. and I were talking about it. And, uh, you know, it's crazy because we're going back and now we're re interviewing. And, like, the first time I saw Dior after like four years, she's like, oh, shit, I haven't seen you since, you know, T Street, you know, or, and she's been on a bunch of times with us. So it's nice for me pulling people back in to interview the people that we were super close with, yeah. either on H Street eight years ago or fucking six years ago at T Street. And so it, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Good. And, and it all started. Uh, Mount Oliver Road at Denny's. We had a meeting oh at my Denny's God. in Trinidad. <laughs> on, on Mount Oliver Road. Denny's on Bladensburg? Yeah. Right. 
That's okay. that's where it started. I feel like, I, I feel like I I've heard this story. I brought a briefcase to the meeting. You did the, bring a briefcase. To I, the meeting. I, I brought a metal briefcase to the meeting. Oh shit! With, with this motherfucker selling rocks. <laughs> oh my god! Was the briefcase handcuffed to your wrist? That's what fucking. It, that's it wasn't, that, but it, but it, it was. It should have been of that caliber. It was of that caliber. It was god. It was of I, that, I of mean, that I style. had a, we had a business plan. I mean, we just did the whole thing. Like, and we didn't know anything about the live stream. That's six, right. Seven, six, that's seven right. Years got, ago. got grand slam and a business plan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 that's the. That's the Denny's that like you would go into, and someone would like bring in their own boombox and be, and be blasting music <laughs> on like a battery-powered boombox at the Dude. table at like eight Dude, in the morning. Like you could be there in a <laughs> dance party, a dance party, or a brawl could break out at any given you time. No, uh, I've never seen a brawl. You could be, you could be some like all of a sudden it'd be motherfuckers twerking on tables and shit, and then yeah. somebody's throwing a chair. Like it's, it's, like, it's like the IHOP in Riverdale. You know? Oh, 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 I hit a, I hit a note, I hit a note right there. I hit a note. Whoa! Shout out to Cotton City. I fucked several people up in there. Like, <laughs> um, first of all, that's hilarious, and second of all, Amazon do better. Right? Fucking <laughs> Amazon. Do better. Um, third of um, all, Jamie, were you just drinking? Uh, were you, were you drinking at Capri Sun? I was drinking Kool-Aid. Oh, the jammers. Oh. The jammers. Jammers. Cool jammers. I went to Costco today and I got uh what the, 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 I got sixty-five of them at Costco for a whopping four dollars. Sixty-five? You better be I'm not I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, they're supposed to be for my son, but I smell weed. So <laughs> you better be careful, Jamie. You don't want to get the sugars. Drinking all that. Dude, if I got look, if I ain't got the sugar yet, shit. Look. <laughs> Jesus fucking Dude. Christ. The uh, fucked up uh, part about when I first got them in the house, they were still hot, and I drank one real quick, and he looked at me funny. I'm like, what's up? And he was like, but those are for me. And I'm like, see, the only thing you know is money exists, and daddy got it. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> but, um, wait, I you, drink like, a, like, you drink a hot juice box? <laughs> fuck it. A juice bag. It it's really a juice hot. bag. It was more like juice pouch. Like, juice, you know, juice pouch. Juice box. Um, it's a, about, it's a, about pre-made Kool-Aid, though, is? is that like, it don't taste like the one that you make in the crib, like the one where you put like all the, the, the ass whooping sugar amount in it, and then you put the Kool-Aid in, and like, it don't taste like that. It tastes like, I feel like this is how Kool-Aid might was supposed to be made, and then they let black people on. <laughs> and it was I just mean, like... We all remember the first time we went to our white friend's house for Kool-Aid. They had crystal right light. They had oh, pink, shit. Pink, pink lemonade. No, no, no. Or country time. The pink I lemonade, not the regular, yo, the pink lemonade. Country time pink lemonade is the word. <laughs> that is the word. But you still got to add sugar to that shit. Fuck all that noise. But it's about the tang. What's the word on tang? Tang, yes. I do fuck with tang. Are you aware of every flavor of Tang? Do you know there's like 15 flavors? Like, no, like when I was a fucking liar. No, there is I thought they just had to ship for the astronauts. Orange, that's it. No, there were so, so many flavors of Tang. Like, nope. you know, like, like I was Nick, uh, and you know, going, yeah, going to uh, like the southern, the Central America countries. Yeah, fuck. I when I went to Mexico, there was like that's 30, where the Tang went. That's 30, where the Tang went. Thirty that's different rich. flavors. That's where they're experimenting that's with all the yeah. flavors of Tang. I mean, they had all they had like cola flavor and like yeah. everything. They done did the damn Tuskegee yeah, experiments dude. in Mexico with Tang. 
I mean, <laughs> so a rainbow I, of tang. When I was working, <laughs> when I was working, when I was uh, AGM at Satellite Room, good dick joke in there. We we uh we did um tang moses. Oh boy, <laughs> we would do mimosas with tang. People were like, "You're fucking sick," and I was like, "Yeah, you say that, but let me make you but one. try it." <laughs> like, I'll raise some eyebrows, so, dude. Like, and we, we only allowed to do this shit special during Wu Tang Wednesdays. You get a you get a tank. I remember those days. I remember those days. Came through a few times. So we we're only allowed to do this shit twice a year at Looking Glass. So it's like it's either the Incredible Hulk and we have um, Doug Passion. Oh no! Now the wild shit is you get you these two years olds who ain't never had a Doug Passion before. That Alize and that good old fashioned Wyclef Champagne. Might throw some Hennessy on that shit because we see evil motherfuckers and shit like that. Came in the following brunch. And was like, hey, what were those mimosas you guys were making last week? And I was like, excuse me, bitch. Like, what mimosas? She was like, the orange <laughs> stuff with the champagne. She was like, I've never been so fucked up in my life. I was like, bitch, you was in here drinking thug passion? No. Like, we can't leave. <laughs> drinking no, thug passions like, and then crazy. out in the streets choosing violence. Bruh. Like, basically. Just, just having so, a whole on. I just. Could you imagine her breaking up with her boyfriend drunk off thug passion? You mean that when she just punched like him just, in the face? Just, just, just a white girl drunk off thug passion doing anything that can fuck, fucking happen in their lives? It sounds fucking I mean, awful. I look, I'm going to start getting passion, white bitches thug passion. Thug passion. Somebody got to go to jail. Well, <laughs> well, stop. It's the thing. It's on the list with LITs. Incredible yeah. Hulks, thug passions, LITs. If you've had more than two, I'm sorry. I can no longer serve you. Oof. I can no longer as a responsible bartender. Okay. A member of society give you any more of this? You have to switch up your <laughs> shit, or you need to pay your tab and go. But what about like, that blue motorcycle? Your key, your key word was <laughs> blue motorcycle. A blue motorcycle. A blue motorcycle is just the lit with blue curacao instead of Trebek and Sprite so instead of Coke. I just learned like a few months ago, maybe like go. six or seven months ago, that. In Whoa, other parts. shit. There it is. There oh, it is. So there's 30, it is. there's 38 flavors of Tang. 38 flavors. That's cocaine. Wow. It's kind of like when you realize like how many flavors like of like black and miles there actually are. Like if you look at the, <laughs> the whole spectrum, there's like, you know. There's only wood tip wine. <laughs> so, but wait, so real quick, I just, I just found out recently, probably about six months ago, that um, in other parts of this country, the uh, blue motorcycle is also known as the adios motherfucker. What? Is that right? Yeah. Like in Did Texas. I used to, I used to in make like dirty, dirty bong waters. You ever make dirty bong waters? No. Yes. A, a dirty Rubidoy? bong water. A dirty bo- No, it's a, it's a LIT with, instead of, it, it, again, substitute the blue curacao and uh, Coke. What? So Thanks. it looks like, you know, oh, it, it, looks so it looks all, like bong water. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. all, yeah. Like, yeah. Dirty bong water. That's nasty. Right. Yeah. Get a yeah. Here you here's your drink. Get the fuck out of my bar. Like that's yeah. that's that's literally the type of shit you gotta give a motherfucker this shit and send them on their way and try to discourage right. them from I was shocked actually I, I know yesterday you I had a um I had a guy who ordered three Long Island ICs and I gave him the like fucking hairy eyeball. I was like, Do you want a third one? And he was like, Yeah, yeah I'll have one and, and he actually was very composed, tipped like probably like forty percent. 
and was like, when he left, he's like, bye. And he just left. And you know what he did? And Yo, you know what he did? That man you know walked he out he in traffic. Car. That man went outside and ran the fade with traffic. Whoa, thank you. Thank you. He was driving that on the sidewalk. Got in his car. He was driving on the sidewalk and throwing up in his lap uncontrollably. <laughs> Ran a school bus full of kids off the road. Shit. Right. Like, I mean, I think he was yeah. I think he went to the Arboretum and, you know, ate a deer. You know, just, right. <laughs> he caught it with his bare hands. Oh. He chupacabra that bitch. <laughs> I ever tell y'all, y'all ever been to, uh, y'all ever been to Philly and got the Strong Island? Yes. I feel like no. I haven't told you guys about this before. What is no, this? Right, so I, don't, I, don't Island. Think, I don't even think, I don't even think they, I don't even think they, I know it was illegal when I was getting them and shit. So what they do is they uh, replace <laughs> the vodka with Everclear. Oh, they give you navy grade gin. Is that even legal? One rum and whatever fucking tequila. And they mix it up. Now, now mind you, here's the rule. Once you order this, you have to pay your tab immediately. And when the drink is over, you gotta get the fuck out. Yes. Like I literally, heard. like the bartender will be like, the bartender will be like, yep, that uh, mm, no more conversation. You can't pay. She's piss. standing there. She's you standing there. You, you gotta get the fuck out. You gotta sign a waiver. No talking or walking. And and when she like, when she hands it to you, she presses nine one and then she just waits. Right. See how plays For Jamie, I have a TikTok about Philadelphia. Just for you, Jimmy. Just for you, Jimmy. Regional food that you love that you will not eat anywhere else. Being from Philly, there's only one answer. I don't know why you other places can't get it right. How do y'all fuck up a cheesesteak? I've seen some weird variations of this shit. The weirdest one has to be an actual steak with cheese on it. What? (laughs) But then I've been other places where they all (laughs) cheesesteak, and it's like a loose meat sandwich, and it's not the same thing. And if you ever come to Philadelphia, don't you dare go to no Pats and no Geno's and no touristy shit for your cheesesteaks. It's Max's for cheesesteaks, Ishkabibble's for chicken cheesesteaks, and any other poppy store in the hood for third place. And to all other places that's not Philadelphia, Stop serving cheesesteaks. You're not doing it right, and it's insulting to my hometown food. It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong, dude. He's not wrong. I'm more of a I'm more of a hoagie man myself, but like you know, I like a muffaletta. Yeah. That's New Orleans, oh, though. Also, the muffler is a little bit too greasy for me. I'm not really a big fan. I don't fan. like the olive. I don't like the olive. I'm not an olive guy. I'm a... No, I like the hoagie oh, with man. all the vinegar what's, dripping what's... down my arm while I'm fucking trying Hell to... Hell yeah. That. Hell like, yeah. Was good, dude. Speaking of that, I haven't had a Google Terry's fucking sub in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, we need to go Are there. they still open? Did they survive? They they got new ownership, actually. And you Where is that they... joint? Uh, across Mar- like near Union Market, like I oh the old the old school place that used to be across from the twenty four hour subway that they yes yeah, they yeah, left yeah. the facade the subway that used to be a little tavern yes in yep, the little yep. they yep. left the facade <laughs> and it built this ugly ass condo all around it and shit I got kicked out I got kicked out of that subway one day dude one I night. used to watch well, after a night at Eighth Street I used to watch the homies bang on that fucking glass trying to fucking like it was weird you had like. You had hood cats and Gallaudet students, and it was just the weirdest. Was, yeah, I had a friend. I had a friend who got arrested. I had a friend who got arrested at the Little Tavern in Georgetown. Oh damn! <laughs> right. That don't sound hard. Actually, I knew some people that got arrested at the Little Tavern in Wheaton, like used to be <laughs> next to uh, Wash. That's the Chuck Levens. Like, oh, that's oh, a good wow. Tavern. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that they was. Fun. I, I love those like little taverns. I was a, I was a huge fan. I mean, in college, bag of like, burgers. Bag of we used burgers. to go to a little tavern all the time. I mean, and for those of you outside of the Beltway, like that was our White Castle. Yes. Back in the day, little tavern was the D, the DMV and equivalent. Literally of, a tiny little shed that was that probably green, the, that little, the green little roof. the size of our studio. <laughs> oh yeah, you could throw. You could, you could fucking hit somebody with a chancla from one side of a, <laughs> a little tavern or another. It's no escape. That's a cage match. <laughs> yeah. <Don't get> <laughs> shout out to Teddy King. Yo. And uh, to, to, to Megan, um, I'm loving this, this, this bingo card thing. Um, you got to scramble it. So everybody gets a different one. We got to have like a couple <laughs> different versions. Yes. But uh, I like, I like, but this. I love that Megan almost says bingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, we are, we had a Wu Tang mention. You forgot to check that one. Uh, oh, we got yeah. yeah. we? we should. Yeah, we did. Because I talked about Wu Tang. Wu Tang Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, oh, I think it should be a box. From ABC. Yeah, <laughs> should be a box for the X two. Anytime the X two is mentioned. Oh, right. oh yeah. <laughs> So this bingo card is fresh, and this is like an ever-evolving process. So I don't see any reason why why not. Like you know, the X two needs to be memorialized and held up in at every opportunity. Like it's just it's I a real worst any documentarian. On the X2. We talked about this a few months ago. Any documentarians out there, if y'all ever want to do some shit on the X two bus line, please <laughs> let me know. I will help out in any way that I can. I mean, we are talking to like, one of them. We can do it. Wait, like, one one mile. Needs. One mile. What? From Chinatown to Southeast. That's all you need. No. One mile. No, sir. That's no, all sir. I'm asking for. No, sir. You I don't, need every I'm need trying to every keep I'm trying layer. to keep it safe. You need I want every to layer. <laughs> every oh, no. layer of this crazy <laughs> onion of a bus line. So, you need to go I in there. Yeah. Who out here playing with your life? No, I, 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 listen, here's an only idea. The, X2, where only the strong survive. I think I hear you. This is what we do. Boo. You, me, and Nick will do it. Do the whole line. Nick, bring your cameras. And I'm well, just sitting there with popcorn. Here's what we do. We go down by the White House. We get some tourists. And we give them the official tour. And we take them on the X2. And we bring our own microphone. And then we, and then we give them very local history about dc like it happened on specific street corners in the early 90s this crackhead right here yo (laughs) (laughs) this is the time on on this corner here i ran into my uncle ernest and he was eating (laughs) burger king spirit packs straight out the pack and was trying to moonwalk his way to the meaning of life so Nick, what I was, was trying to figure out. Wait, you got to finish that story right though. You got to be like, I'm trying to figure out where he got it from because he was wearing a Fubu shirt. This was last week. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep these stories going, bro. Got to keep the stories going. So Nick, what was what was the name of your and Deontay's tour that you created that you basically just said to us? Oh, so we did like a tall boy tour, you know, where we would kind of like uh, we would start at a uh, party time. You know, uh, over in Mount Rainier. Uh, yeah, right, and right then, near, right near our studio. Yep, yep. And then, <laughs> and then you know, like we would walk. Uh, just depending, you know, there's a there's a couple. I mean, like one of them would be from party time there all the way to, uh, like, uh, all the way through Brooklyn, all the way through. Uh, like past North Capitol, past like Upshur Street, all the way through down to Georgia, down to 
like Rock Creek Park. I mean, see like every little every little neighborhood, you know. So, I mean, it, it basically would just drink tall boys and go on long ass walks, like through, oh, like boy, the neighborhood. That. that was it. But oh shit, yo, Lauren brought up fucking when Little Tavern became Golden House. It was Holy like sub, right. it was a sub chicken seafood carryout, and I used to live in Silver Spring Towers, like a block mm. away. And we were mad as shit when, like, it became when it wasn't go- Little Tavern anymore. Me and my friends were just like, "Man, this is some bullshit." But I tell you what, we—that was the first time I ever did like. You never forget your first box of chicken wings and fried rice, Ooh. and you could get like six wings, fried rice. For five bucks, we called okay. it the white the white box of doom. Because you would eat you would eat this and then it would just it would just put you down. Like and 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 so that just became like the fucking ritual. Yo, shout out to the white box, yo. <laughs> and I mean white now box. it's just I, carry, every carryout's got one. You know what I mean? It's just uh right. yeah, gold. Can box, I just say that was the first? Can I just say you know how fat somebody is by the amount of wings they order? Cause like normal people be like, yeah, let me get four wings and rice. I'll be like, yo, let me get like seven of the motherfuckers. I have but- <laughs> never been able to order less than Salt, eight wings. Salt, pepper, ketchup. Like, bro, how do you I mean, not, how do you not order less than eight? I mean, I mean how I do you not all right order eight? There, but I'm like, four wings. I'm. Why am I wasting my money? Like, four just, wings is not I've enough. I've never, I've never bought less than seven wings at Ho Chi. Ooh. I mean, like, <laughs> I've seen. That's playing with your life. Like, <laughs> I think some of the most wings I've seen consumed at one time out of the house, the old Chinatown bus, uh, the guy on the bus is around midnight, the one that they shut down They used to go from uh, you know, from Chinatown to New York. Chinatown, this dude, Chinatown, yeah. This dude comes in there about you know, 15, 20 wings in his box, like probably weighs about 400 pounds. He goes in the back, almost where the bathroom is, lays across the entire aisle. So he's on <laughs> seats on, on the left side, seats on the right side. So then anytime anyone had to go to the bathroom, they kind of had to like hurdle over him and then he was laying on his side, eating, eating, eating the wings on the wings, side. Chicken wings laying down <laughs> on the Chinatown <laughs> bus. That is, that's a life, that's a lifestyle choice, dude. And then you just hear that. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, because they never give you enough napkins. Yeah. And the ones they give you go stick to your fingers and get all weird and shit anyway. So you know, you yeah, gotta... I've definitely swallowed some napkin. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, Nick, uh, do, do you uh, remember recorded me eating mambo wings for the mambo jam fest we were going to do? I do. Top of, I, it, I have those on a hard drive somewhere. I think we were at Vendetta upstairs or something. We were up top of Vendetta, yeah. Yeah. So it's just the video of me, like, sitting there, like. It's just it's just your mouth for, like, five hours. Just fucking straight up eating. You know how I hate you guys eating on there? I did this for a uh, for a commercial. Good. Wait, did you just say Vendetta? Yeah. Yeah, when Joe, when, rest in peace, Joe England, but like when they decided to ruin the red and the black. They killed it, man, that place. I mean, I work there. That was my there, spot. I, that was my, yeah. I, get off, I get off work and, you know, I see Babiak. He, he was my boy from back in the day. And, uh, I mean, a lot of the homies, a lot of the Wilson, uh, like the Wilson kids I knew from back in high school uh, ended up working Dude, there at yeah. some point. The Palace of Wonders, red and, red and the black synergy that was going on back then, man. And then, you know, you had Granville's right there, and then you had nope. Sticky Rice, and then the Pug, like the early, early days early of the street. H, H Street revitalization. Yeah. Like, that, that, was a, that was a magical time, dude. Pre, pre-rideshare, pre like, if you mm-hmm. can get a taxi, 
you get a taxi I, home after work, you were on some next level we'll, shit. If, we'll call like, the Murray's, the Murray's days. Oh, Murray's. Oh, I can't believe Oh, I love Murray's. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't believe it's a Whole Foods now, but given DC gentrification, check off your bingo box on that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's exactly what the fuck you would expect to happen to a Murray's Steaks. Right. In a micro every time, like every that. time, I, every time I walk or drive by, what's that place? The the place on Georgia Avenue that used to be the Murray's. Uh, oh wait, why is everyone drawing a fucking blank on me right now with me? Shit, Hold on. We, they were they were. It's what a, you call it's it? A, what's it's the condos place? now. It's condos. No, now. no, no. We're talking about no the restaurant, the fucking place that was uh what? It's like Cat Corner from Midlands. It's got like the big ass fucking like hook hall, like side oh, hook hall. Yeah, every yeah. time I, <laughs> hook I'm like, Yo, used to be a I forgot about a that. That makes a lot of sense now. Guys. Yo, I used every to live time, and I'm just like, I for, dude, I used to live nervous. on Vermont between Georgia and Sherman. I cannot believe that that I can't remember. I, like I couldn't, I can't believe I didn't remember that. I used to catch this one guy all the time. Like I would go, I would go by there, and if he wasn't there, I'd just be like, look, I ain't doing shit. But he'd be like, bruh, like, like, yo, toss me another 10. I'm just gonna charge you ten dollars for all this food and shit. So I was feeding for all of fucking everybody at Howard off Murray. I just remember beating getting hamburger patty, getting a box of hamburger patties and having to beat those right. things on the <laughs> counter mercilessly to get them to separate. And then when you Bro. peel the paper, the wax paper off, you like hoping and praying like that ripping like, a little. You can get yeah. it. Yeah, there's always little. You never, the, you there, never got the whole thing. You never got the whole thing. You never got it all. We all got some Murray's no. wax paper floating around in us. The, <laughs> the first thing, the first thing a crackhead in DC ever did tried to sell me four Murray's T-bone steaks, and like on like a 95 degree day in a fucking full track suit, that's yeah, like right, walked that's up right. on me was like oh. he was like Big Man, you like steak and went. Like cards. You did not just you did not just give me a deck of T-bone steaks out your hot ass mm. crack jacket. That's right. That's in right. August. Man. He tried it though. And if I was a little bit broke that week, I might have thought about it. That means I mean, extra that means extra tender. Yeah, I mean I had a pretty good come up. Uh I used to live like over by uh West Virginia and Mount Alba Street, and there was that little 24 hour uh market uh crossing like Montello. And that place was like a flea market, like in the middle of the night, like these dudes would have like a duffel bag and you never knew what you're going to find in there. One night I get off work, it's like three in the morning. I, I walk back from, from Granville Moore's, trying to get a little snack. This dude's out there. He's like, hey man, when you, when you come back outside, man, just take a look what I got. I got some good stuff. Damn, man. Damn, I look every in his bag. Time I, every yeah. time I see Murray, I think about the smell of fucking, remember the, the way the Safeway used to smell up Georgia by the Wendy's? Every time I see Murray's, that's the first thing that pops in my fucking mind. Mm. The smell. Mm. The what smell. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I was saying. I'm sorry, Nick. Yeah, it, it's all good. You know, uh, I came out of there uh, and I took a look in his bag. This dude had like a $200 like chef knife set. Like big chef knives like huge ones like nicer than the ones we even had in the kitchen at Granville's. and i was like how much you want for it he's like twenty dollars i said i only got 10 and i bought like 200 bucks of knives for like ten dollars and he he tried to put them in a plastic bag and then they all just like <laughs> went right through so then <laughs> i had to carry them home <laughs> i had to carry them home in the middle of the night walking down you know montella three in the morning wearing a chef jacket holding like 10 knives like 
people are looking at me like I'm like I'm crazy. They're like, what's up with this yeah, dude? Man? Like, like <laughs> super serial killer. Uh, <laughs> you look like yo, that that shit saved your life. You look like somebody not to be fucked with. Because like, if I see a guy in a chef coat and 27 Ginsu knobs, guess what? Today is not the day I'm gonna ask for a cigarette. I mean, I, I tell you what, I used to wear a, I used to wear a chocolate brown uh, fur coat and carry a, a metal briefcase, uh, just just as a joke. Like when I would walk to work and like wear some wear some sunglasses and some nice boots, and I you know I I would dress super clean and then have my little haircut, and, and people would be like, "Damn, dude!" Yeah, you can. What's you in that briefcase, away, man? <laughs> you could definitely get away with walking through Trinidad like that. It like if you flex it right, nobody will mess with you. I mean, you uh, fit yeah. it perfect. You fit it perfectly. Nobody wants to know what's in that. <laughs> you don't want to know what's right. in that. Right. Bitch, you don't have my it. sweet potatoes. This could be Marcellus uh, Wallace's soul in this motherfucker. You don't want to know what's in well, that. Well, it's, 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 actually, it's actually six flavors of tang in my briefcase. Oh, <laughs> Dude, we're going to have to do some shit, man. Where, are we, where can we find all these, like, Tom magical Sam. flavors in, in, in America? Like, do I have to go to Mexico Amazon. to get... Do I have to go to I, Mexico? I don't know. Some cola flavor. I feel like I feel like Amazon. I feel like you get Amazon fuck out of everything. Yeah. I don't want to give that bastard any more of my money. But I'm yeah. sorry, just add that. That's probably add that the only the place we'll get it. What tang? Yeah, I will drink tang in a thing of ranch while blowing oh, up condom man. balloons. Oh lord! Oh, Shout man. out to Angie and Joel and Karen in the shop in the chat Wait, room. Joel, I remember that guy in Georgetown. <laughs> Who sold knives on the street? In the on the 90s. street, damn! In the nineties, gangster as fuck. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Yo, what up, Chef? How you doing, dude? Good to see you. Yo, um, I love it. The chat room's on fire tonight. Right? Good. That's an um, fire and fuego. And mm. fuego. fuego. What's, uh, what's so um so Nick? What's uh what's what's what you got planned for for twenty twenty one? You got uh, well, you got the studio. Before yeah. Totten, um, and you said you wanted to bring you want to bring in some music. Um, what uh, what? Tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, so it's kind of you know this warehouse space just kind of came about uh, in the past couple of weeks. So I'm kind of plugged in with uh, a lot of the guys in the jazz scene, funk, soul, a little bit in the go-go scene, and uh, I'm just trying to think you know how to turn this space and to bring in like some of the best music that I really think. Like represents this area in there and to, to establish it as as a new space in the city um so i'm kind of working on that front um and then yeah i mean uh, i just moved into a new apartment uh it's like a two blocks from the zoo like the ceilings in here are like 15 feet tall like it's like 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 the lobby level of like an old uh apartment so my ceiling is, is the same level as the lobby. And the last guy that lived here was a photographer. So I'm converting my living space into a studio also. Um, and then besides that, you know, I'm just trying to, um, I'm getting a lot of gigs to kind of document concerts too. I'm finally getting like live events, a uh, little bit of weddings. I'm not really a big wedding guy, but you know, if I shoot one a month, that kind of is like the same. Hey, hey, people get married uh, and want to throw you money to take pictures of it, man. Like, do it. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah uh, get, get on that grind, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just in hustle mode. Like, I'm taking, taking every job that comes my way and just uh, like slowly building up my business. Uh, I, you know, I, I've been out of the restaurant industry. I've been full-time freelance for about three years now. So, I'm just, uh, you know, when you first start a business, you got to, 
kind of go through the bumps, bumps and grinds and until you establish yourself and then you can, um, you know, kind of develop the kind of lifestyle that, that you want you not have to be, you know, working like seven days a week. So, uh, nice. yeah, that's, that's all I'm trying to do is trying to be prolific with my work and keep shooting and keep getting interesting characters and people, um, hopefully putting on some good concerts and then, you know, just documenting the culture. Of the well, cool. well, let's, let's look at some of these pictures. Explain, sure, sure. explain some of your story here, your journey over the past few years. Uh, that's, that's one that's of my, a dope fucking picture. That's one of my oh, favorite that's... artists. Thank you. That's, uh, that's Lee Scratch Perry at the now, uh, uh, closed rock and roll hotel. Um, I took mm. those in the crowd. Um, this man's like one of the most prolific reggae artists of all time. who's still living. Um, and, you know, he's, he's gotta be up. It's gotta be close to his eighties now, uh, still touring. So that's the last time that anyone will ever be able to take that photo of him at, at that venue. So it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of a cool moment. Yeah, um, that's a dope picture right there, Nick. Thank you. That's, uh, that's like when I came back, when I came back from, from Central America, um, like the first thing I did was just go and shoot concerts. Cause there's a lot of music that I loved here that just wasn't there. So as soon as I came back, I got heavy on the reggae, and like heavy in the soul, heavy in the funk and heavy in the, in the go-go and just, just going out to as many shows as I could. And, uh, you know, nice. yeah, man, all, all rest in peace, rock and roll hotel, which actually, yeah, when they closed before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, that rooftop was my spot. That was my spot. Yeah. 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 That, that was all. Yeah. That was a spot of each. That was great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got plenty more pictures here. Like, I'm going to just scale through a couple. Oh, I love stop. this one. Ah, I love oh, this yeah. picture. This was the um, Abolish ICE, uh, Keep Families Together uh, protest in D.C. Um, oh, wow. I mean, it was so many people down there. Uh, I actually had just gotten my camera, my new camera two days ago. I set up on a corner. They had the fire trucks that were just like spraying this mist in the air. And there were so many moments that were just like happening like so quickly. And I was just like, if I stay here for like an hour, I'm like going to get shot because the, the scene was perfect. I just needed an action to happen within that space. Like the water and the protesters all around. And then these kids were there. And I just like, uh, in a matter of like an hour, I got I mean, some of my best photos I think I've, I've taken in terms of street photography. So. That's what's cool about DC, you know, stuff like that pops off and, you know, I can get down there in 10 minutes from where I live now. So, right. Yeah. And I'm sure like over last summer too, you know, there was plenty of, yeah. you know, they, oh, yeah. there was one thing last summer, there's one thing, photographers are not short on subject matter. Yeah. At least in this area, you not know, given, yet, right. given the times, you know, so Man. I'm, sure, I'm sure that's been, uh, I'm sure you got a lot, you got, you got a lot more. Marcus, throw some more, throw some, we get, we got requests for more. Oh, okay. Oh, awesome. This is amazing. That's yes, another dope one. one. Yeah, thank you. So that's very, very American horror story. That's yes. the studio. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the studio. That's, uh, that's your new spot, right? That's the warehouse. And that kind of was, was going on, like, the juxtaposition of the the kind of self, the kind of personality Jamie, we, we put out. Huh? Sorry. We, we can hear Jamie talking. sucking through the, oh, the oh. pouch. Listen uh, to me suck, bitch. Swole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of like the juxtaposition of like the self that we put on for social media versus like the reality of what's going on. So it's like, 
if she takes that photo, maybe you just see like a little bit of her face and she's on the couch. You don't see she's in this dingy, abandoned, like nasty, like place. So it's like, you don't get the full picture. So seems like a great place. Go ahead. Sorry. No. So I was saying like, that's, that was kind of one of the the ideas. And also I've been shooting like a lot of fashion lately, uh, trying to juxtapose grit. Oh yeah. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah. I shot that one. Actually, um, I had a martial arts gi. So I did a series of people skateboarding wearing like a Taekwondo gi uh, oh, on that wall too. So, um, and then that's the other kind of fashion that I was shooting. And it's all in that, that one little area. It's like, it's like a little movie set. Um, so this is like the kind of most recent stuff. Um, again, that's Grindstone. Um, he, was, he was interesting because I, I shot three album covers for him. Um, the other one, I had to set up a meeting with a pastor uh, and the oldest black church in, uh, in Petworth. And it was me, uh, Grindstone, and uh, Fleetwood. So like, Fleetwood. Imagine, like imagine going to like meet a pastor to set up a that photo shoot a with like you know, Fleetwood and, and Grindstone. That's so this was, this was in the loft. Uh, no air condition. Hot as shit, dude. It was so hot up there. And uh, I basically had seen that room previously because I was shooting uh, like some real estate. Uh, on a separate gig and i was like yo i gotta come back here like i need to find a project to shoot in yep. this space i love I this show, picture. I love this one here this is I, awesome yeah. i showed Bryson the photo and he's like yo that's gonna work perfect for this new album so i called the pastor up i'm like hey i'm trying to shoot in here what's the deal and i actually asked him if i could bring a pew from the church and he's like oh no 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 you can't bring a pew up there so my original idea is i wanted to set up a pew and i wanted to set up Kind of like more of a scene there, but since he didn't let me do it, you know what I'm saying? We had a piano in there, and that kind of became the centerpiece. And uh, they're renovating that room, so within within next year, that room's going to be polished, brand new. All that grit is going to be gone, and nice. that photo can never be taken again. So, you know, I try to. I mean, it worked with the piano. Like, it, I mean, I feel like the the essence of it was really. Um... Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Right? So we got, yeah, and then you also, you know, as long as I know, you've always done like musicians. That's a singer. That was a singer of uh, Inner Element. Oh, so uh, who? Uh, that's a uh, Danny uh, from Belladonna. Oh, okay. Um, oh man, yeah. I had her in in the studio. Um, we had this idea to do this kind of retro, um, kind of glam. Um, that's that's all awesome. shots, but with, with like smoke. That's like that's like atmospheric smoke in a can. Um, and then, yeah, like that was another album cover, like literally like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's got glam slash like Nina Simone energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yep, that's very, very smooth, very sleek. Like, and thank you. Yeah. Thank like you. with a, yeah. With a little bit of noir, like interwoven in. I love that, man. It's beautiful. I love that smoky jazz. Blue yeah, that's gr- that's kind of photography. Great, like that's kind of like, uh, you know these 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 album cover shoots are great because it's not like I'm taking a headshot. It's like get to like really, you know, work on a concept and be creative, and you have more space to like, um, you know, be more experimental. And um, and, and and this shot here, this was a uh, election day, um, election day in front of the Supreme Court, like right before you know the the idiots right came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came to town. What, uh, what- what band is this? So the guy playing saxophone, his name is Herb Scott. Um, 
He's the leader of the Capitol Hill Jazz Foundation, along with Aaron Myers. Um, and it's a foundation where they're trying to keep jazz alive in DC public schools. And they're trying to take care of the older OG musicians who are, you know, later in life, having, you know, some tough times, like trying to help them with housing and That's help them with, awesome. uh, you know, some rent assistance and um, trying to get people to support political candidates that are going to protect uh, the venues in DC and protect the, the legacy of, of music here. Uh, and actually won uh, a contest uh, uh, for Exposed DC, and it was on display in Mount Pleasant um, outside the Lost Origins Gallery for two, for for four weeks. Um, but that was just, you know, it was a concert. I got the call, and all those guys that were in that photo were like some of the top jazz musicians in the city. Um, and yeah, the guy, what's funny is the guy that's that's sitting there, uh, Colin Chambers, the, the keyboard player, he's got his mask on and he's just staring. You know, the, the goddamn generator didn't work. So he got all set up to play and then he had no power. So ah. uh, he couldn't play, but because he's sitting there and he's wearing the mask, like it, it, it kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like a timeless image. Like yeah. with everything that we went through, you know, like the significance of this location and that moment in time, like, you know, this will be something that, like, you know, I could be telling, my, I don't know if I have kids, but, you know, if I did, like my grandkids, oh, man, this was the Supreme Court before the insurrection and during COVID. And, you know, so it's kind of like, like a, just a unique moment in, in history. Yeah. yeah. And I love the contrast of him in the white suit. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, right. stand, like just really was he popped. wearing... It just really Are those pops, white Air yeah. Force ones? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Good eye, Good that's eye, a DC dude. cat. That's a DC cat, man. He lives. <laughs> he lives right off North Capitol Street, man. So he's, he's, he's putting he's putting his flair on there. Right on. Um. All right. So we're at uh we're at the ninety minute mark. So I want to take this opportunity once again do our call to action to everyone right. in the chat room. We love you. We appreciate y'all being here. Y'all really do make this show. So much better. We I cannot say it enough. I cannot emphasize it enough. Every week it gets better and better and better. And it's all because of you guys. And so please do us a favor. Like this show. Share this show on all your platforms. Um, if you Facebook, Instagram, District of Misfits Show. Uh, Twitter, at DC Misfits. <clears throat> Go to our YouTube channel. And if you missed... The first part of this episode, you can go back and rewatch it tomorrow. Um, and again, every time you watch an episode of this show, you it's viewing hours that will help us be able to monetize, monetize. what we're doing. Um, one, 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 one more shitty bar shift that Val won't have to take. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and also you can check out other content created by the uh, District Dog Face Studios. Uh, on Twitch, we are a District of Misfits, and you can go to crushingdc.com, purchase some gear, support us that way. It's lovely DC as fuck shirt that Marcus is rocking. Um, and yes, yeah, please, black. Megan, watch the YouTube. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something. Here's how you can help us game the system. You don't necessarily need to actually watch the show. You could just hit play. Play all. Play all. Play all. Play, hit, go to our and channel. Just, hit play all, play. and, and just walk away. You can you can go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Hit play all right before you go to bed, 
and six or eight hours later, you will have done us a considerable a favor. And, and yeah, help us game the system, but also like watch the, you know, watch, watch. There's a lot of just people. watch this show. The DC you know, as fuck throw, shows are ridiculous. They're the ridiculous. throwback episodes of the DC as fuck show are phenomenal. Like it, it says, the pure, origin. Yeah, it's pure chaos. It's pure. I don't know. I don't even remember like the first. That, my first few episodes, I don't recall what happened. Nobody does. No. You can't. You so, came and dr- so. drank with Marcus or Bradley at the T Street, and it was downhill from there. And lastly, if you would like to be a guest on this show, do you have if you have a cause or a business or something that you want to promote, uh, or if you are interested in us and producing a podcast, we can help you with that. Uh, Reach out to us at the District of Misfits Show at gmail.com. And I can tell that we're in our two because saying the district of misfits show at gmail.com was a lot harder than it should have been. (laughs) Uh, I like to. I'd like to give a shout out uh, to the new Carrollton Foreman Mills for providing my apparel for the evening. Foreman Mills, <laughs> I, dude, I rock the one over in Rhode Island <laughs> Avenue, man, all the time. I'm telling you. All right, so I got a few more pictures. I really like this one. I think everybody else is going to love the next couple ones as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I love that one. So that's a, that's in the record shop. So what was cool about the record shop was, uh, again, I had my keys. My own keys there and uh they let me use it for photo shoots and uh this guy kenny i've been working with him for a long time he was working with uh incarcerated youth in southeast he was working at the uh the bald eagle rec center which uh has one of the the, the best boxing gyms i think in the country uh the headbangers uh boxing gym which is over in uh it's over in eastover and so he's been working a lot with uh like at-risk youth um, now he's involved in a, a community garden that just opened up in, in Southeast. Um, and he also was got my foot in the door for um, a documentary project with like a black owned farm on the Eastern shore. Um, one of the few ones in that area is still around. Um, and this guy's like a master herbalist. Like he knows all about, you know, like rhodiola and uh, adaptogenic herbs. And he's, he's just like a, He's, he's just a character, and he does music too. So he's been a buddy of mine. I played in the band of him. It was like a neo soul uh, go-go band in my early twenties. Um, he was on the mic, and I was a bass player. So I met him a long time ago, and then we reconnected. What was band? Uh, it was called uh, uh, Ten Righteous Minds, but we didn't really get that big. Um, we kind of just played like uh, uh, Queen Macadas on Ninth and U Street back in the day. We used to play in like that little. Like the little Ethiopia, those clubs there a lot, but we never like went on tour or did anything big. It just was, it was like eight people in that band. So bless you. I didn't hear you sneeze, but I saw you sneeze. So <laughs> I, I muted myself just in time. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I feel it coming on. Let me wait. I guess there's more. This is be- oh, oh man, love that. Yeah. Yo, oh, so same same photo shoot, man. My dumbass, like that was before I. uh I knew about the, the, the atmospheric smoke. I made the fire alarm go off, like, you know, like, the, <laughs> like all the records in there, dude. Like the owner was like, yo man, like why do all my records smell like smoke? It smelled like smoke in that store for two weeks. And he's like, oh, you know, no. there's like cardboard on the records, man. Like people don't want to be spending $50 on a Miles Davis album. And it's, it's, it, you know, it smells like, a, smoke. like smoke. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was all spirits, but now everybody's shit smells like sage. Like great photo, <laughs> but you know, you I, fucked up. I, I, I fucked up, but we're all good now. You know, I did a few shoots after that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's all. That's all sage. That's all sage that's, right there. Oh so, Jesus! Right. Fucker. So real quick, a little bit of yeah. fun fact. Yep. So you taught you mentioned um, the boxing gym headbangers. Yes. Right. So I used to be involved in a boxing charity here in DC that does uh that did a a boxing exchange. So it was a an 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 athletic and and a cultural exchange with amateur boxers in Northern Ireland, with here with with boxing clubs here in DC and Headbangers was one of the main clubs that we used to pull boxers from. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot of. We had a lot of kids who who boxed from uh from Headbangers Gym. We actually had the kids from Ireland. They trained. They like did like some training at Headbangers. Um, That's awesome. I mean, every year. We should get some of those guys on here. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. I, I mean, mean like during that. COVID, the problem is, is that like during COVID, like they haven't, you know, like the past two years, they haven't been able to do it. But these guys are great. You know, I mean, they've been around. I mean, I now I've lost I've lost count of the years. I think it would have been this year, probably about 13, 14 years that they've been yeah. doing it. Well, it's, you know, and it's great. Like, uh, you know, and and a lot of the, uh, especially the boys here in DC, because in Ireland it's different. Like, you know, um, they're the the UK kids in Northern Ireland. They're they're able to travel through the countries like like as if they're going through states here in DC. Right. And in Maryland and in America. So like traveling to different countries is very different in Ireland than here in D.C. And these boys who and girls, boys and girls who who boxed here in D.C., some of them had never even left the the DMV, you know, for so for them to be able to go to different countries, to different continent. And like ex- and experience this different culture, it was amazing for them. That's and like awesome. I, I'm just fortunate to have been able to be a part of that. And like, you know, um, but like, yeah, I've been to head, I've been to Headbangers multiple times. It's great. It's a great boxing club. I, I love how DC DC's always been a breeding ground for boxing. Mm-hmm. People kind of, sort of like I don't, I don't think people really give it the attention that it deserves. But like DC's got a really, I can't sit here and spout off the names of a bunch of boxers, but like I know that, I mean, I grew up in the in, in the generation of Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray Leonard has Sugar a Ray, boxing you know, gym. His, his, his his club, son, his son his was club in the was mix involved and, in the in the in the charity as well. Awesome, yeah, you know, but yeah. like in just. Given the way that boxing has sort of also been overshadowed by MMA, like it yep. makes me appreciate it even more as a pure a pure sport. Right. And the thing yeah. is, is that like I mean, I don't mean to go off on this tangent, but like I found, you know, I'm not as a I, I'm not an avid boxing fan, right? But I, I became um pretty attuned to it because I, I became involved in this charity. And I realized that there was like a a massive difference between um, amateur boxing and professional boxing, you know, like professional boxing, they're just looking for like the big knockout, right? Like that's what they look for. But amateur boxing is all about points. So these kids, especially the the kids from Ireland, like they boxed very differently. The style is very different than how the Americans are taught to box. And it was just so fascinating to watch all of this. 
again, as like a, a non watcher of boxing and I became pretty involved in it. Um, I don't know. We should definitely have those guys on at some point. All right. So uh, hey, uh quick shout out to Dave, David Murray in the chat. Appreciate you jumping in, homie. Uh, uh, yeah, Marcus, hit us, hit us with some up. Yeah, so I, I see these pictures on your journey, and I know we briefly showed some of them, but I want you to explain what the fuck you did on this bus and how you really right. like, okay. Okay. So tell me, is... explain these fucking pictures to me. I'll All start right. with the All ones right. from the beginning. All right, so basically this whole trip came about very last minute. There was another photographer that I had been assisting with while I was learning the craft. Um, he couldn't take the job because he was too busy. And he recommended me and I had never met this dude. I didn't know anything about these guys. I call him on the phone. I talked to him for two hours and he's like, Hey, uh, are you free to, for travel on the road for, for, for two weeks? I'll pay you up front in cash. I'll pay you. I'll pay for all your meals. I'll pay for all the, the housing and then I'll fly you back home. I was like, okay. I met the dude. He paid me, uh, up front. And then my job was just to take photos in the film and, uh, he started the Fogel Brothers food truck, which became super successful. This was like the early era when DC food trucks were really taken off. He kind of cashed out of that and opened up an artist commune in open near Waldorf and used to have um, used to have uh, like Afrobeat bands play there. He used to invite go-go bands up there, he had a stage. Uh, people could come and like perform in exchange to like stay there and get food. He had some sort of bartering system, some sort of commune. And he wanted to move the business to the desert in Arizona. So basically the strip was him moving his operation and all these characters that were living there, all these artists and musicians and drifters and whatever, uh, on 1970s fishbowl highway passenger buses. What's up all, with this white saxophone? I'm sorry. All, that all the way out there. Hey, go uh, back, go back. Oh, this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and he's got the flag draped around him, dude. This fucking picture's <laughs> sick, yo. I mean, it, right. it was it was crazy because they, you know, they had a bus that they had the stuff, you know, set up in a bus. So these buses were breaking down constantly. It took us two weeks to get from Waldorf to Arizona. Like we were stuck in a <laughs> parking lot of goddamn Chuck E. <laughs> Chuck e. Cheese near like St. Charles Mall for like three days, and the whole sheriff department, the whole sheriff department kicked us out because we're like in there with these buses, and then. He decides he wants to break out a bunch of congas and saxophones. And we're playing in the parking lot of a Chuck E. Cheese of all these people. And someone called the cops. I'm like, yo, who are these freaking creeps, dude? They need to get out of this parking lot. So then, uh, like, I didn't like know. a bunch of gypsies and shit. But... Yeah, yeah. And like, at, like, St. Charles Mall, like, out there. And, you know, you got to think of the time period. This is March 1st to March 16th, right? So that's when all this is happening. And I basically made friends with these dudes. I play music, too. So my end... To get to get the kind of um, access I had to them was I was playing music with them, singing with them. I called the initiation of sweat. If you can like sit in a bus sweating, singing, and playing music, then and then you've connected with someone, and now you can put your camera wherever you want, and you're not an outsider anymore. So I made that connection, and then these people, it's like I didn't even exist at some point. Like they didn't, they didn't, you know, like affect them as much because. Uh, you got I made more, the connection first. You got more candid stuff because you were just able to blend in and, and, and just be the observer. Yeah. So that guy right there is like kind of like an older redneck dude from uh, from Southern Maryland. His name is Pops. He's always be like smoking cigarettes and like drinking like sugar-free Red Bulls. Uh, <laughs> and like. Yeah. The Marcus diet. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Mine is the Red Bull. I'll take Gatorade instead of Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of, you know, uh, like, we basically had to, we were sleeping in, like, the sleaziest kind of highway motels, you know, for two weeks. And this dude flew in two mechanics from California to drive the buses. And, I mean, those buses are so big. It's like, it's such, it's such a joy to, to travel in them with so much room. But out of this whole trip, because I was on my own, uh, out of necessity, I created kind of a style where I'm shooting with wide angle lenses and I'm holding a light in my other hand because you, you obviously you can't set up a light on a moving vehicle. So the way that I captured these photos was the only way that I, I was able to, given the circumstances, but it creates this unique kind of look that yeah. I've, I've been using now. And that's part of like my signature um, you know, kind of, kind of documentary, like crawl up close in the action with like light kind of look. That's in uh, East St. Louis. Uh, this this old warehouse in the hood that they had converted into a TV studio. It was all abandoned except for the third floor. And this is David David Nelson from the Last Poets. He went there. They were gonna have a reunion of the Last Poets um, in St. Louis, and he went there to meet with a. Uh, TV producer and I just I just followed him uh, and was able to take a couple shots and then uh, the guy actually let me drive the bus on my birthday <laughs> it was March 14th right I turned uh, I must have turned 30 31 uh, I'm in the bus with this guy it's just me and him um, and he's like yo you want to drive the bus and you know the bus is like you turn it it doesn't turn right away it's got this little delay to it so you turn it. And then it turns, and then you turn. Oh yeah, there's like no power steering. You know? Yeah, that's so a big ass. You gotta, you gotta, so yeah. I got to drive the bus, and we were in in Texas, and uh, I mean it was scary. Like I drove the bus for like five minutes, and then I'm like, dude, you need to get here now. Like I'm, I'm like there was a bunch so, of turns and stuff. I was like, I'm, I'm not comfortable. Um, my my mom used to drive the old school metro buses yeah. when I was when I was little, and you the would paneling ones. I would sit in the seat right behind the driver's seat, yeah. and I would just watch her try to. <laughs> this is like her turn, trying to take a fucking turn. Like you, she have must have been jacked, man. Yo, <laughs> Charmaine had fast hands, dude. <laughs> fast hands. Let me uh, tell you. Lightning. But like, yeah, the, like the the bus is pre-power steering. Like you, you got to work out driving them things. Like, yeah, you know. But uh, I, I got a stupid question. Yeah. All right. So after seven days. What did that bus smell like? Uh, <laughs> magic, weed, <laughs> and weed. It kind of, you magic know, magic and weed. It, it kind of smells Please like. Don't uh, say patchouli. <laughs> it did. You know, if, if you if you uh, it, it's it smelled like some Bladensburg uh, tilapia. Oh, <laughs> no. No. Marcus, oh, no. a hashtag right now. Hashtag Bladensburg to lobby. Yeah. Shit. Oh, or, man. you know, or, you know, and or feet. maybe, maybe like some West Highs for a little cod. Oh, oh no. man. Yeah. <laughs> I live in those places. So you know. Shout out oh, to yeah. the Riverdale. Shout out to the Riverdale Yacht Club. <laughs> <laughs> so these, so these dudes right here, how Baltimore feels. <laughs> that's right. They, yeah. What's with these dudes? I mean, the bus, the bus is breaking down like every day. Like every day would be some sort of drama with the buses. Like the fact that they even made it is crazy. But these dudes, like the tire was so jacked, it took them like an hour and a half in the blazing sun to like get it out. 
And then we drive down the road and then we get a flat tire like within like 15, 20 minutes of like leaving them. So we called them back. But one of the dudes had, had given the guys some, some tabs of, uh, of acid. So they were tripping. Oh, um, no. <laughs> and then and they had to refix our <laughs> they had to refix our bus again. Um, I don't know if I have the photo like later, but I mean, they thought they had the day off. So and, and then we called them. They're like, uh, "Nope, you got to come back and fix this bus." And if you've ever been to the twenty-four hour tire place on Florida Avenue, and you watch yep. them, they put your tire in the machine, and it just pops yep. it right off. And yeah. then you see these dudes doing this old school archaic ass oh, like hey, I got two pry bars and you yep. got a sledgehammer <laughs> and we're tripping balls. Dude, it yeah. was it was hard work. I mean, like I, I couldn't imagine doing this as your job every day, all day. Like this was like near like Indianapolis somewhere. Uh and then yeah, there's pops, you know, broken down on the side of the highway. He's got his pack of cigarettes in his pocket. I love know. the back I love the background of that dick. Like I, I like how the you're, you get a lot you of love the background of what Marcus, the background you love of the background pitch. of what? No, no, you said dick. I no, thought I, I heard that too. Oh, I didn't no. hear that. No way. That's not what you said. That yeah, wasn't what you said. Said I like the background and I like to move in vehicles. This guy, oh, you man, know, like you look at him, like <laughs> this guy's like a master craftsman. Like he, he like helped build like uh, parts of the Pentagon and, and some of the craziest. You know, kind of buildings like in uh in DC, like that dude is like an old school kind of like uh, metal iron worker, like mechanic. You know, so he he was pretty. He's one of those people that you know you don't want to judge a book by a cover, but then you get to know him. And you're like, yo, this guy is like a gem of of knowledge for like building and tools, and you know he he was he was someone that I kind of warmed up like over the trip. He's very quiet, right. kept to himself. So so what was the whole duration of this of this trip? Uh, from the March 1st to March 16th. So um, you had two, two whole weeks like... I was supposed to come home uh, because I had gigs lined up um, and we didn't even make it all the way to the desert. I was supposed to come home, but then everything got canceled. That's when they shut everything down. So then I told the dude, look, I can stay a couple extra days and I actually got to make it all the way to the end of the trip. Um, but she kept like talking about, oh, I got this crazy plot of land. It's in the desert. It's got waterfalls and all this stuff. And it was like a like a fucking junkyard, like outside of like Sedona, <laughs> like like bunch of weeds. Like there was like the waterfall was like water like running down like a concrete wall. Like there was nothing there. And this dude, uh, like all the people that went on the trip, they stayed there. They're still there now. This dude set up a brick and mortar shop. It's like vegan oh. in Indian restaurant, uh, kombucha on tap, hula hoopers and fire. on tap. Is there hot fire. yoga too? Yeah, hot yoga, like fire dancers. Like he's, that place exists now and you can visit it. And he has the, the guy from The Last Poets is performing there. Um, he's got the guy from the Refugee All-Stars of Sierra Leone, um, Tango, the drummer, which actually, if, if you look, I should have sent the link to their performance on the uh, NPR, the Tiny the tiny Desk concert uh, with, with him in it. If you, it's you so could, good. You can send it to us and we'll put it in the in the link for when we post this on, when we post this on YouTube. Yeah. We, can, we can post that link in the comments. So I got two more questions yeah. for you before yeah. we, we wrap it up. Um, first question is, um, what are your thoughts on uh, putting out a, a book, a collection of photos? I feel like you've got. Well, that's a good idea. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I see when I see your photos, 
I imagine old school, big ass coffee table book, like of just, so what's, what's, I mean, I, I think that's, that's actually what I'm working on now with the Cosmic Caravan. The, the name of that series is the Cosmic Caravan. Um, I wanted to maybe wait because I wanted to revisit. I wanted to go back out there and like okay. document it again and get like them there established and then combine right. them. But I think I have enough from just that first trip. Um, I wanted to have a gallery show, but again, you know, with the timing of COVID, um, I, I've been sitting on that project. I feel like uh, it's 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 going to be put out there very soon. I just I was know. waiting for the right time, and I want to have people at the event, not virtual right. gallery. And, and well, and what's great is that now you actually have a space. Yeah. Where if you want, you know, you if you wanted to, you know, do something like that, you you, you could. Um, my second question is, uh, and it's a little more little, little more abstract. Um, who would be who or what is on your bucket list that you would love to photograph? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You, photograph. You, let's see. You could just walk out your door, pick and choose tomorrow. Like this is my next assignment. Like, you know, something that really reaches speaks to you or whatever. Um. Uh, Someone that's that that's alive now or, or... whatever whatever. There's I'm no going. yeah, dead or alive. Like I said, like I said it's right. just it's abstract. Like I think uh, I kind of wish I would I could have been there like during like the jazz loft era um, when uh, like uh, Eugene. Damn it! I don't know why I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Eugene Banks or, or Eugene Smith, like. Um, he had this loft in Manhattan and he had like all the famous jazz musicians he set up a bunch of recording equipment and they were coming in there and having late night sessions like you know, Thelonious Monk and like catching that era like I wish I could have been in like a space like that to, to capture the the kind of like from midnight to like six in the morning like cats after they you know played like when they're winding down the smoke filled room in a big loft uh, but uh I mean I think now like some of the things that really that really interest me is uh like some of these um, some of these street festivals in, in, uh, in Central America so I think if I can start traveling again I'd like to document yeah like stuff like this um, yeah. like yeah, these man. these small towns that have these amazing um, street festivals especially ones that are kind of it's not day of the dead it's called uh there's one called uh aguazontes which is a messiah which is uh kind of like a really indigenous area of nicaragua and they have their version of day of the dead but um mm. it's just like i'm kind of drawn to those things because it's so different than what i grew up around and oh, there's so much action so that. so this right here this is habitanango this is a Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Rings themed Hobbit eco hostel at the top of the mountains in Guatemala. <laughs> Is that where you did you work there, Nick? No, so I worked. Amazing. I literally. Wait, I, yeah. Nick, say that one more time. Okay. It's a Lord of the Rings. Go ahead. So this this is a Lord of the Lord of the Rings themed uh, eco hostel called Hobbitanango, and it's a bunch of <laughs> a, a bunch of Hobbit houses that are dug into a mountain in near uh, Antigua. Guatemala, and I lived in El Hato, which is below this. And the way that I, I had a side hustle, I would bring tourists. Um, when I first got there, I went on all the trails that all the workers would do, the coffee workers and the people that worked in there. I found a way to get up there. 
and I would take people with me and I would charge them money and I would take, I would take them to Habitanango and then I could make some extra cash. It was like an hour and a half hike. I, all feel, like, I feel like that should be a uh, misfits field trip. God damn. Was yo, like, yo, that's 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 look it up. I'm serious. I don't know. I'm serious. I, I feel like that's where Marjorie Taylor Greene left her feet at. So. <laughs> oh! Marcus, pull up the feet. Pull no, up the feet. no, God, no, no. Pull up the feet. The callback is enough. Yo, all right. So look, we're coming up on almost two hours. Nick, you have oh, been dude. absolutely. I mean, obviously, this is going to be a good show, dude. Like, you know, we we you know how we get down, but like, it's been great having you on, man. And like, I think you you absolutely definitely. Hey, we definitely need to like talk about doing a show from your space. Um. Def- Perhaps oh having God, a that, little bit of a photo that's shoot. That's fucking fantastic. Give, what's this? Give me the background on this. All right. So the very first time I ever went to Nicaragua, um, I thought I could learn how to surf during like peak swell season with like eight foot <gasps> swells, like off like outer reefs. And uh, <laughs> I was gravely mistaken. Within the second day, I was on a boogie border with these like semi-pro surfers from California, like with like fins on getting dropped. A boat would take you off take you out in the ocean and drop you off. And then there'd just be these giant reef waves that break over the reef. I'd be like, this is crazy. I should not be here. Uh, <laughs> the second day that we were there, there was a huge explosion and a 5,000 uh, 5, gallon steel drum tanks of diesel fuel exploded. Um, like w- within, within, you know, um, about a quarter of a mile from where I was staying and they burned for, a couple of days they had to call in like the, the military that lost power they uh but then all, all the surfers were like fuck it i'm gonna surf anyway so you had these like apocalyptic um kind of scenes with like surfers doing yoga and stretching and getting ready Man, to go out that, in the ocean so that black and white one is so stark like i mean like this is this is cool but like for that black the way the way it comes off in black and white it's just really fucking epic. right that's wow. it Thank you. That's, it's kind of that's, that's some dystopian crazy shit, dude. I love it. But people thought it was fake. Like, oh man, like you're you're getting better with Photoshop. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, not like, photoshopped. Mm-mm. I've got some video too. Like you can't uh, until you see the video. Like the smoke goes off all the way out, like miles into the horizon, and then like it rained, and then it's like you had this like water had a bunch of oil and shit in it, and it's just like it was such a crazy scene for a couple of days and i was just like well um well shit I just i just grabbed my camera and i was like you know like document right 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 place the right time uh that's like lake at the lawn you know like i did all these crazy um jobs when i was traveling i, I was uh doing manual um manual machete labor in the rainforest at like a whitewater rafting resort in costa rica and then i was a dj Pura vida. On, the, on the beach in el salvador and then um, I was a tour guide in, in Guatemala, and then I was a receptionist, um, and then I <laughs> was a photographer, and oh, I, I kind of just, oh yeah, this is a, a festival on the same day as um, the Day of the Dead festival, but they go to a graveyard, and everyone flies kites, like all the kids, and uh, you look at his feet, like both of his feet are off the ground, it's like that perfect kind of moment. Um, yeah, and I just sat there and all these kids started flying their kites and then I had photos of them like running through graveyards and stuff. And that was like the town that I lived in. It was like a very like Mayan town. Uh, 
And uh, that's, that's oh, Granada. My, that's amazing. That's like, that was like my home base uh, for a while. That's, that's kind of like where, uh, you know, like where my wife and I would, would hang out all the time. So um, that's like where she's from. So, which is right crazy. So yeah. real quick, I would yeah. like for you to tell the story about how you met your wife. All right. So uh, I went to Nicaragua completely by chance. Uh, I kind of was looking, like, got into the history of like the Sandinistas and the revolution there. And um, I kind of was like, man, this place is, just seems really interesting. It's kind of like more gritty than Costa Rica. Uh, your money is worth a lot there. You can, I could do a lot on my budget that I couldn't do other places so i went there and um i went there by myself and i did surf like i wanted to surf and i wanted to hike volcanoes that was like my two main things at the end of the trip i went to this little uh beach town and uh it's called Sewando sur and i went to this one bar and it was like imagine college park but at the drinking age was like 16 and like people were just like <laughs> you know like it was too much so college park yeah yeah and, you know too rowdy yeah. i was like i was like i was like i'm, I'm not i'm not really i'm not really i, I don't want to be in this environment so then i, I went to this kind of like spot that was like mostly locals like i was one of the only tourists in there and they were playing like nice salsa music and actually like buju banton kind of old dance hall stuff too mixed in i'm like this is cool like let me go here and then uh I walked in and I, uh, she sat next to me and then started talking and uh, I said, uh, take care of bailando conmigo, like you, you want to dance with me? And she was kind of shy and then we went and started dancing and then it's like the other Nikas there, the other uh, Nicaraguan people there were kind of looking to see, oh, this gringo is going to make a fool of himself, he's going to be drunk and he can't dance. Um, Little did they know. But then, you know, uh, we started dancing and then almost like a soul train kind of formed where a big circle kind of opened up and then like we would dance and then people would kind of go in there and then do their dance and then this friendly kind of competition happened. Nice. And we were just like sweating, just dancing like all night. Uh, and then uh, awesome. she grabbed my hand. She's like, you want to go swim in the ocean? Oh, and then we oh, went wow. swimming in the ocean uh, at like, you know, the middle of the night and then... Uh, I went in there with like my jeans on and my passport. I just lost my passport. Um, and then yeah, we kind of were just uh, in, the, in the ocean. I'd, I had like a moment, like under the moon, just like straight out of a movie kind of scene. And then uh, I got her her number, and she's like, um, "Are you going to come back for me?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm going to come back for you." And then uh, I saved up, and I think two months later, um, I I came back for her, and I. We traveled uh, El Salvador and Nicaragua for 30 days, like, uh, and then uh, then I came back again, and then I came back again, and then I came back again, and then I sold all my shit, bought a one-way ticket, and just lived there. And then that's how I got back. That's how I got back into photography because I couldn't bring my music. I was doing music. I can't bring my studio on the right. road with me, so I brought my camera. Right. Fell back in love with photography because I was in all these beautiful places, and I always had it with me. And I was like, you know what, like. This is what I'm gonna do with my life. Like, like I, I, I love this. It gives me so much. Uh, it's so fulfilling. So that was kind of the moment in my life where I just left the restaurant industry after being there for, you know, almost ten years, and uh, I kind of was dabbling like my my side passions. I'm like, I'm just gonna go all the way in, and you know, I'm just gonna make it happen uh, any way that I can, and then 
that that gave me the momentum when I came home to like really go full into the photography and just um, you know just just make that a priority. So that's kind of where I am now because of that experience I had there that kind of transformed me and uh, made me realize like what what my calling was in in a very direct and like intense kind of way. So yeah, and then I came back with nothing and started working. With Marcus came back with a wife. And then he came back and started working with me again with a wife. Like he left. I mean, Nick at the time (laughs) was was my roommate. So it was like, he's like, I'm going to Nicaragua. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll see you when you get back. He's like, I think I'm going back to Nicaragua. All right, that's cool. And then he went back two or three times and came home with a a wifey. A wife. And and then in the meantime, we would drive around. Drive around Mount Pleasant in Brooklyn, picking up free furniture and, and, and filling the house with, with all types of crap that we didn't need. Uh, the and, and did not, the white did trash like pickers. The white yeah. trash pickers. I mean, it was great when we would come home drunk from A Street and we just see something on the roadway. I want it. Let's grab it. Right on. So, Dude, yeah, thank you so much, story. man. God damn. This is, uh, yeah. Thank you for being on the show um, and sharing with everything with us man this is this has been excellent and uh yeah you are i i look forward to having you back and checking in and seeing the progress of the studio as well as us coming to your studio and taking and taking advantage taking use making use of it um it's it's uh it's been a great show and yo please go check out check out this man's art purchase anything that is available if he's got a cash app or a venmo send this dude some funds buy some buy some stuff off him support him in any way that you can uh ladies and gentlemen brothers sisters cousins and kin nick moreland we appreciate you brother i want to i want to thank you for inviting me on the show you know uh, i appreciate you reaching out um you know i think you guys are doing doing a great job i I'd love to see that that Marcus, uh, you know, we started this and he's still going strong with it. Now he has this great team with him and uh, wish you guys the best. And yeah, we'll we'll make it happen. I'll be come by the, the warehouse and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll stay connected. And I I, I appreciate I appreciate the love. Yeah, man, big right. things in 2021, 2022, and and on and on, man, on and yes, on. Sir. So um, we're going to watch some TikToks and then do our final thoughts. So, Nick, you can either hang out or or if you have to do stuff in the morning, you got to bounce. We understand that, too. But uh, we're going we're gonna to do stay this. stay on if you can. Wrap up the show. Marcus, what you got for us? Mm. All right. We all love Ron Paul, don't we? Uh, right. Rand Paul. I mean, Whatever that cunt's name is. Rand Paul. Dude, oh, is this- you are live with the senator. You can go ahead and ask your question. Hi, Senator. I am a proud Kentucky citizen, and I just wanted to tell you to get fucked. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead. <laughs> uh, we would like to motion for Rand Paul to get fucked, please. Power to the people. Uh, I second granted. that motion, dude. Yeah, that's great. This for you, Nick. I love that she was like, I, uh, like her fucking voice is like the fucking, like Becky. Right? Yes, Becky like, oh, from the South. We have to let her on. She's gonna say something totally that we agree with, and she was like, no. "Oh my god, I'm in." To go get okay. fucked. I love so it. So that's why we're shitting over. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. Val, Val was hating on that woman. Wait, do you, were you hating on the no, woman? No, no, no. The woman who was like Paul? introducing her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That woman. Yeah, her voice yeah. was. Fuck bleh. her. 
All right, let's keep the hate for Republicans going. Shout out to Dan Bailey, who got to deliver a message to Tucker Carlson on behalf of all true Americans. The best part about this is Tucker turning to feign interest in the first thing he sees, like he just accidentally made eye contact with his ex at the market. Hey, Tucker. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing in a bait and tackle store? Fuck that guy. We've talked, I think we've we've mentioned before that like he used to his children went to the school where I used to teach. So I'd have to interact with him sometimes. I just want to apologize to everyone because I had an opportunity to drop a heavy coffee table book on him at the Borders or the Barnes and Noble that used to be on L Street and 19th. I wish you had. I apologize for not having taken that opportunity. It was when he still rocked the bow tie and it was like the mid 90s. It was like the it was like 96 or 97. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Planet Earth. I should have I should have just taken one for the team and taken him out when I had the chance. So it's I okay. wanted to fucking throat punch him every time I had to like deal with him at the school that I worked at. Fuck that guy. All right. What else you got, Marcus? I got a couple other things. This is uh this be a man. We haven't seen this guy in a while. And uh this oh. is something like uh, this is no. This oh, is something... <laughs> uh whatever. This is something I do all the time. <laughs> have to blow your nose. Don't use tissues. Blow snot rockets. Be a man. This right. is something that Marcus does. The fact all the that time. Tom Brady's so in the background. Disgust- it's so disgusting, and Marcus does it all the time. Speaking like, of disgusting, next TikTok. Oh, <laughs> this do is it. from Boo, everybody, do so thank him. Thanks, Boo. This is the most tags I've gotten on a video in a long time, and this one is epic. But look at the velocity on this thing. First of all, minus one, no gloves, minus one, these are unsanitary conditions. But I'm going to give him a lot of credit for the strength of this one. He definitely needs to go to the office to get this thing actually excised. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to watch watch it again? No. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's watch Run it. One that shit back. Run that shit back. Hold this. This is the most tags oh, I've gotten on the video yeah. in a long time, and this one there's is already epic. Some in, there's already some in there, too. Just look, at, look at the velocity oh on this thing. First of all, minus one, no gloves. Minus one, these are unsanitary conditions. But I'm going to give him a lot of credit for the strength of this one. Back. He definitely needs to go to the office to get this thing no actually excised. <laughs> Human body is no. a horrible thing. Sometimes. He needs to go to the doctor. He needs Jesus. He needs <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus and a half. Like, he needed Jesus. 
Uh, yeah, the Durham no. doctor. That's no. That's, 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 that's no, thank dude. you. Hello, right, so, Sean. Thank you for watching. So this lady, <laughs> I, this lady would be my friend if I ever met her. We would hang out. Guess what day it is? <laughs> I can't Taco even Tuesday. laugh. It's Taco Tuesday. Now take me for tacos. <laughs> Mom, you're not wearing that to lunch. Oh, fuck I am. Fuck I am. (laughs) It's fucking Tuesday, so let's go. I want lunch. Tacos. Tacos. You better take that woman for some goddamn tacos, baby. That's him. Yeah, I am. You heard what she said. That's your mother. You better take her tacos. That's white mom life, though. That's that's, that's, that's some possible non-assholding. I tend mm. not to say no to Donna when she was in that vicinity or whatever. So like that. <laughs> hey, hey, if Donna rolls up wearing a taco hat, you're not going to clown you, her and you're going to take her for tacos. That's what's going oh, on. Oh, no, I'm going to cook her while her I'm paying the bill. Tacos. I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm do something good first and then I'm going to fry. She and wants tacos. You take her to tacos. I'm going to make sure you get them tacos, though. Because if Donna walk out like that, like, I'm going to be like, you all right, so everything in the car. And here's my thing, though. So Donna's still spry, right? Like, if you're doing crazy shit like this once you hit 60, that means that every penny that I have that is in my savings account is going to a real nice old folks home. <laughs> you can learn to make wallets mm-hmm. and piss yourself and other people's time. Because, bitch, if you that's why you lose you it, what you going to do when you lose it? Like, I'm just saying. I like how she made the hat She's like, take me to Tuckles. Yeah, take me to Tuckles. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I feel that, dude. All right, we're All gonna right. talk about some animals and shit. I don't know which one this yeah. is. Where's our, where, is where, this where, a where, meat one? There's an animal you should fear. Oh, more the meat. It's as ridiculous as this overgrown swamp donkey is. I personally think camels are on another f-ing level. There's two flavors of this steroid llama. You got the dromedary, which has one hump, and the bactrian, which nature somehow gave two. Not nearly enough people know just how big, big they can get. Thin. The most broad bactrian can weigh over 2,200 pounds and be seven and a half feet at the shoulder. If you rear end a moose, you're probably losing your life, but at least the casket can be opened. Probably don't get an open casket if the cause of death is a camel. One man in India accidentally left his camel tied up outside during a heat wave and he rushed to go untie it. To get revenge, the camel suplexed him and then decapitated him by chewing on his neck until his head and body were divorced. Oh, you don't believe me? Google it. I'm not going anywhere. Because even though camels eat grass and grains, nature gave them a meat eater's mouthpiece as a sick joke. The canine teeth helps them crush woody plants. But it also means if a camel bites you, that's a part of you you are just not getting back. Also, they have flesh teeth. This is what their mouth looks like. Their mouth is covered in papillae, which helps them force food down their throat. Technically not no. harmless, but this image isn't. Also, no. they can run you down at 40 miles per hour, and I don't think they get enough credit for that. Those sharp toenails that protect them from hot shifting sand can also shatter your rib cage with one kick. Nature gave them every possible way to put people on t-shirts and made it everyone else's problem. Also, they can swim and they're very good at it. K-Ray camels are a type of dromedary that can quite literally pull up on you in the ocean. Or of this video, whoever designed camels was fresh out of to give. Dude, dude, I think that zit popping video, we lost like half the people. Both <laughs> 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 fuckers tapped right the fuck out. I think that after the second viewing, they were like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to bed now. Uh, I'm going to go watch the My Little Pony and scrub that shit out of my fucking mind's eye. Right, Wait, so the one that I sent was out that about the fucking meese in general. Yeah, the we had meese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm going to play, play that next week. We got a lot of those. What else? So we're gonna what end up on final two. Uh, we're gonna laugh and enjoy ourselves now. Just thought I was in Florida. This kid stumbles out of his fucking truck, 
doing the universal sign for choking with the two hands around the neck and everything. So I picked this fucking kid up and I ragdolled him, man. Just bam, bam, bam. And fucking carrot shot out of his mouth and into this pickup truck bed and it made a noise like ping. Motherfucker was eating spaghetti with carrots in it, man. It was like cold spaghetti out of a Tupperware with carrots. No, thank you. Do you feel like he deserved what was happening to him because of the carrots? So nobody deserves to die, but fuck that kid. (laughs) (laughs) Therapy Gecko is my dude. (laughs) Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. So do you think he deserved what was happening to him? No. (laughs) But fuck that dude. Uh, Fuck that dude. So Val and I picked this one. Uh, this is actually funny. I, I want to hang out with this guy. He would I be want him as my friend. He would be fun at parties. He would be fun at parties. It's really... You He called him Mr. Booty Man. I'm a feminist. You ain't get me. I got you. We're done. Oh, it's tiring. I'm hot. Don't taste me. I'm tired of my hot. My safe word is pineapple juice. <laughs> they just like that. Cross your ankles. Ooh. Cross your ankles. We gonna take pictures? Bring your ankles up to your butt. <laughs> Swap man, what's my safe word? Bring your ankles up to your butt. That's how far I go. You think I'm in Pilates? Stay just like you that. You think I'm in Pilates? Ah! Why are you chasing them? I'd have tased this motherfucker. Ooh, Fucking A cow, bro. Oh, watch your hands, bro. That's my don't don't do that. That's oh that's that's my lighter. It don't work. Don't do drugs, kids. Those are my quarters. You wanna put those in your pocket? That is change! You know how long it took me to acquire those? Some yeah, of those are limited edition. That's my first <laughs> Don't look at it. Unless you want to see Big D. Shut <laughs> <laughs> your wallet! You have no ooh. And watch your fingers, booty hole man. <laughs> He's strong. No wonder y'all together. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, uh, weird shit. What's your safe word? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so conflicted, dude. <laughs> I love him so much. Like, I got mad when they tased him, but it didn't stop him. Uh-uh. It's still roasted, dude. Like, like you right. ran away. Why'd you come back? He's like, I'm dude, tired. Like, it's hot. He just needed a, he he needed a, a three hot in a cot is better than anything. Right, right. He's like, I'm gonna need just breakfast when I sober up. So let me right. go ahead and do this. Get God this damn bologna sandwich and right. something. I love him. All right, Marcus. All right, guys. Um, Time for final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I uh, thanks. I uh, just thanks again to Nick. This is a great show. I really yes, thank you. Yeah, appreciate everything you brought. And like it was, it was great. Uh, I have, I have no rants. I have nothing. I'll, I got nothing. I'm good. Carry on, ladies. Val, uh, Jamie. Okay, I have a rant. I have a rant. I'm sorry. Is it gonna be a long? No, rant? no, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm no. not allowing you. Um, Hold on. Five year old <laughs> issues. I'll, I'll be back. Y'all just, just ran away. I can hear you. All right, All right. I have a rant. So. A friend of mine, very good friend of mine, who works at a at an establishment that is very close to our to this message show. This rant, yes, carry on. Um, he was working on Friday night. He is a um a 
a black man of of Venezuelan descent. So he's a Latin Latin guy who is who a black guy. And there's this dude who came in who is the owner of a catering company here in DC. And he he came in, this guy was already like trying to fucking start shit anyway. He was a dick to everybody at this establishment. Again, an establishment that is very close to our podcast. And uh, um, so then he called my friend a house N-word because he would not give him free shots. He's a fucking piece of shit. So we're not going to do it on this show because... We don't, we don't um, say people's names unless they need it to be said, like Josh Pruitt. Um, but. Um, Continue. I don't want to, I don't want to say people's names. I also don't want to call out my friends because, right? I mean, we don't, but that's shit. And it also. First of all, I did not even understand what house N-word was. I would not heard of it. I would not heard of it. Boo had to explain to me. Also, it just happened that within this past week, there was a white council member in Alabama who referred to the mayor of this city as the same house N-word at a fucking council session that is public to everybody. Why is this allowed? And why are people not being fucking called out on it? That guy should have been canceled, and then he should have been put in his grave. Like, that is not okay. Marcus, do you have the video? Uh, uh, warning. Trigger warning. It's or bad. Trigger warning. What just happened? I mean, I know hey, I'm black. Hey, do we have, hey, do okay. we have, do we have a house in here? Yeah, you. Okay. Do we? Hey, do we? Would she please stand up? Why is no one throwing a chair at this dude? And why is nobody fucking smacking the fuck out of him? Huh? Y'all like that? He told my husband he is rich and can live anywhere he wants to. This was after he belittled Tarrant and said only poor people live here. He seems to think That's the mayor crying. As for how he got elected, he sent vans to pick up people who probably never voted before. He promised them things for their participation to get a black mayor elected. Not sure if he paid them anything or brought a meal for them to come, but there was van after van with this name on them coming to City Hall. Of course, they were all full of black smiley face. What? Oh my why God, was Mark. that? Why was there not immediate call for that man's removal from council? And then for him to be tarred and feathered and then drawn up on fucking in the fucking plaza. 
it is so despicable that this is allowed this behavior is allowed and the fact that his words emboldened this fucking owner of a dc establishment business to come in to my friend's establishment and call my other friends the same fucking word is disgusting i'm horrified i'm absolutely horrified we'll be dragging this person on our respective social media platforms as the weeks go on uh marcus i need a palate cleanser after that because right now i just kind of want to flip a table and light some shit on fire all right so jamie turn your shit off Jamie, your shit's like... Alright, yeah. So we're, 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 two, we're two hours and 25 minutes in. Let's wrap this fucking puppy up. Who's oh, got I'm sorry, yes, I'm final, sorry about uh, my rant. But I, I felt that, it was important. No, it was let important. Me, let me give you your... Palicons. You want a palacons? Uh, yeah, please. Give it to me. Uh, there we go. What's with the Delta variant? It's just COVID, but cooler. Do something else. <laughs> 2020 already did what you're doing. Do something else. She told me to do it. I damn sure did. Why? Because <laughs> these humans keep testing me. They don't know I'm tougher than a $2 steak. Just leave them alone. They about to see more variants than Loki in the TVA. Should I go? Mm. No. Mm. You need to stop this Delta uh, thing. The hell he does. Why won't you listen to reason? Who the hell made you boss of everything? I did. I made all of this, so I'm the boss, the CEO, the president. Well, I didn't vote for you. Ugh, guys, just do something else. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Did that help? Yes, thank you. Um, all right. All right, guys. I got this. So I just want to talk about having Nick on, having it, – it I started thinking about a lot of old memories, a lot of old friends I haven't seen in a while, and some who have passed. Uh, I just want to say thank you. To everybody who watches the show, I want to thank my crew who's here every week. Uh, we go through a lot of shit to put this thing together. Uh, we love bringing new guests in and old friends. So basically, a, cloud, a palate cleanse from that. Be good to your friends. Be respectful. Uh, the pasteurized chef has a golden rule, which is don't be a dick, which basically treat people the way you want to be treated. Uh, and, and don't waste time away. I mean, time is short. You know, especially with the fucking virus and other shit. You never know. You just never know. Somebody might not die. They might move, but then you don't get to see that friend anymore. So cherish the time that you have with these people in your lives. And, yeah, tell them you love them. That's what I got, guys. Beautiful. All right. So, so. Uh, thanks again to Nick. And thank you all for watching. And uh, Marcus, wrap. pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Two. Ah. Wait, hold on. Oh, wait. Wait. Two. They want to say something. Yes. Two peanuts. You look like me. Two peanuts fell down the stairs. <laughs> Turns out one of them was assaulted. Oh! <laughs> That's a dad joke, man. That's like a boo joke right there. Yo, my kids will roast me so hard if I told them. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Thank you, dude. <laughs> There's the power cleanse for you. With Appreciate that, you. love you, Nick. Love you, Boo. Love you, Val. Fuck off, Jamie. We're totally you pushed me on and paced me. Still riding high.